Six pack laugh at that. And yeah. uh cool. <laughs> the gun on that one. Just just a young, eager man over Cat here. Cat Fitness. Too right eager. Out, right out the gate. Um that's a youthful exuberance. Um, <laughs> we were just talking before we came on. And do you have a do you have your your phone on you by the way, just so we keep track of time? I do we have got, my phone. We got Russell Orr here, let's not let leave the champ waiting. Okay. We got twenty minutes. Wanna catch up about um you have competed on the weekend. At the Ontario Provincials, and um, capped it off with a huge unofficial world record deadlift. And this is the so four, how, how four repeated on the Canadian national record. Yeah, that, that four consecutive easy. times. Yeah, that's that's just basically yours for here on out. They're getting tired of sending me those certificates. Oh wow, man, I missed they missed my last one too. I got an email them. Well, they're like, dude, just change the date and keep it. <laughs> just fucking get a pen and change it yourself. We're oh, gonna get, we're gonna email you the format and keep updating the date, right? <laughs> and then um, and then the world record. And um, I I was telling you I seen on the uh, after you hit that because you must you were telling me you were cramping up a little. Man, this meet was the biggest mental test of my life. Yeah, like it wasn't even a big cut. Like I've done bigger, but yeah. my body just did not take to the wasn't, water cut this time. Like, wasn't having it. I felt bloated after I couldn't eat. My muscles are cramping after all my attempts, like yeah. after all my warm ups, even if I'd sit down and get up, like everything would tighten and just I was just downing salt and I just let my muscles relax after my yeah. after my lifts so I get my next attempt in essentially. It was bad. And um and you were saying like it looked like you walk around tight so we Yeah, so Carrie Carrie Dennison, he's in one twenty yeah. Elo class. Like after one of my attempts I was walking out and he saw me and you could tell like my quad was Ballsing out, he looks yeah. at me. He's like, "Man, what happened to your leg?" And I was like, "It's just, just cramping. Don't worry, I'm good." <laughs> I hope. But his reaction worried me a little bit. I looked down. I was like, <laughs> you're like, "You're like, what the fuck is wrong with my leg?" He repeated, like, "I don't know, man. What is wrong with my leg?" Here's the thing: there's uh, a point of too much um, sodium, and then there's not enough sodium. So it's one of those making sure you don't go overboard. Um, so I, I mean, that's something I actually want to bring on. Like we already had Lane Norton one time. Mm-hmm. I would love to have either Lane or or whoever who's like an expert in terms of, uh, you know, dehydration, rehydration, and, and that, the whole protocol. Like a for real scientist, though, oh, not sure. just you know the bro science veteran power that there's exactly. who've been doing it for a hot minute, but break down the actual science behind it. Um, but when you pulled your last deadlift, which is like an unofficial world record, um, I seen. You you, you, you you usually do your jumping and two heel. Did you do that? I did do it. You I did? did? Okay. I didn't see that in the video, but you for sure were a drunk dude doing it Because you, and the dude who was spotting you could not see your face. Because as soon as you hit it, he turned around like, okay, let me get the fucking fork. And we got to unload this. And you were like, 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 you got like. Man, I didn't know where I was for the next few seconds. I was like, whoa. Dude, the head like, rush was real. You look like freaking Nate Diaz in the UFC. You were freaking like banged up in rough shape. It looked and, nice though. And, yeah, no, it moved well. Yeah, but it definitely. Um, and I don't know if like if if it, whatever was going on with the muscles the mm-hmm. out, would contribute to look at man. It's, it's probably a combination of like yeah. me just not feeling good, like because whatever's going on with your muscles as well, whatever's constricting. You know, I mean, I. I don't, we were monitoring. I wasn't even there. You know, truth be told. But <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you <laughs> fails on you for I wasn't even there. I'm just 
going off video. It looked funny. But um, and then after that, you would say on the video to tell him about tell him about um, you tagging your boy from Sweden. Oh yeah. So back it up to IPF Worlds when I broke the world record. Carl Erickson rebroke it in half later. Like two seconds later. Two seconds. And this dude comes out. Did not let me have my moment. No. Respect. Respect. Yeah. I'm a little salty. Yeah. So, anyways, this meet was special because I want to take it back. I want to take it back from unofficially. Yeah. Tagging on social media, just so he knows, it's coming when we meet in, hopefully, Belarus. Yeah. And so, another guy tagged him in the post, he replies, I forget exact words, I have to look it up, but something like, just super nice, like, oh, I can't even hit Capley's openers for debts, which he awfully can, since he broke my record. Yeah, yeah. But I, <laughs> and then he just congratulated me for the meet, and I'm like, oh, that just takes the fun of it. <laughs> this is what happens. When a fucking Canadian in a suite talk shit. It's the lamest shit talking. <laughs> it's just turned into a love it's fest. literally like, hey, you're, you're a really good lifter. I think you probably went my ass. I, I don't know. I, my money's on you. <laughs> I'll tell you what. My money's on you. I think, I think you're a great lifter. You're my favorite deadlifter. And, uh, and it just goes off from there. But um, he actually has. He's going to be the European Championships. Mm. So you win a... You guys just you just chipped it. Well, I just I just use the I don't think I could actually use a chip because he well, doesn't have Sanin record. So I just use it was whatever was on the page. Well, like you could use a chip because it's a national record, so you could chip. Oh, true. I no, I didn't, I didn't even chip myself. You didn't? No, I used the it was three twenty seven point five, like seven twenty two. Oh shit! Look yeah. at you. So I just used the regular instrument. Let your balls hang out all over the place. Oh man! Like, <laughs> this dude, people are watching. Like this man could chip. You're like fuck the chip. What if, I'm, I'm, I want cookies. Well, if I only chip myself, then I would have essentially did what I would have tied him. I want. Or, or you could chip his. Like you could once you're if there's a national record, you could do any increment you want. Oh, true, true. Um, yeah. so you could have done whatever. You <laughs> we, we go. We're going. We're just taking it. Running. We're just taking some crazy arbitrary number you pulled out the top of your head, and Matt, who's hanging with you, is like. Alright, that's fine. Whatever you want, Chip. I'm not going to disagree with you. You're breaking world records. This obviously has some kind of meaning to you. But, um... I was broken, muscles cramping. I'm leaving with that record. We're going going even higher. So, if that's the case, then how much did you chip Eric Carlson's... Like, you must have went over over his then. Because he only chipped your world record. Right, right. Are you keeping track? You, You should. I yeah. <laughs> I don't know the exact numbers. I have to look at exactly what he did. But yeah. Off the top of my head, I don't have it right now. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's looking it up. Because mm-hmm. he's got the European Championships, I believe, early December. In uh, I think it's Lithuania. Anyways, we're definitely going to pay attention. Yeah. Oh yeah. I want to do a recap show, and if he's there, we're going to be mentioning this. Oh, we got a bit sure. of a back and forth with the with the uh, world record. It's too bad you didn't have something on the calendar. In between worlds and that, mm. but it is what it is. Yeah, that's right. It is what it is. Did you? So you didn't see the UFC, obviously, or anything like that. No, were there big fights this weekend? Well, there was Nate Diaz and Jorge Masvidal who fought for the uh, baddest motherfucker belt. Mm. You hear about that? They I did not. They made up their I... own belt. Oh so shit! Really? <laughs> there's a world champion, and then these two decided we're gonna battle it up for the baddest motherfucker. There's like. Fuck it. We're the two. We're the two bosses. You know what you should do? You should be like, listen, or he's the champ. Respect. But, but me and Eric are gonna battle the <laughs> motherfucker. He whoever's got the biggest lift in the three lifts. This is the best motherfucker. Hey, Russell might be the best overall, but. That's right. That's basically, that's basically what those dudes are doing. <laughs> the baddest motherfucker belt. Um, 
And here's, here's like a bit of a Debbie Downer story. We got a hot minute, so I'm going to tell you this story. On the way to the UFC, my my boy told me about... Uh, so there was, um, there was boxing matches that night as well. Canelo Alvarez was fighting. And apparently... So he's like, man, I watched a, a documentary last night. And like, I'm driving, I'm not drinking. And um, I was like, all right, well, what's this documentary about? And he was like, there was a firefighter um, who in 9-11, him, his brother, and obviously like you're super tight with your crew ran into one of the towers in 9-11. And he was a hero. They were like saving people's lives, running in, pull people out, run back, going in and out, saving people. And then uh, the last, at one point, uh, his brother and the crew went in and he was still like with some people that they had taken out. And they're like, let me go in. He's like, no, 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 we're going. You stay with these guys, we're going in. So the brother and a bunch of his boys went in. Oh, man. The tower fell. And his brother died, his boys died, and now he's like got that guilt. I should have went in there. You know, that's my little brother, blah, blah, blah. Like, that was all me. So he was like crazy PTSD mangled by that. Mm -hmm. Super tough, super hard, right? And then, um, so he he was a boxer. His brother was a boxer to come from a boxing family. So for a long time, he had this PTSD. He was drinking. It was hard. So he started, um, opened up a boxing gym. Right. And he's like, let me give back. Opens up the doors, and he's like, I don't even care if it makes money. I, I, I make money as a, as a firefighter and whatever, so just want to do something. Keep me occupied. So he's um, he opens up a boxing gym. Kid comes in, and the kid is from parents who are like uh, dad's a lawyer, mom's a doctor, something like that. Might be, mm-hmm. and I don't know it exactly, but a well-to-do family. He doesn't need to box. Right. So the parents have some apprehension on it. And they're telling him, like, I don't know if we don't, I don't know if we want you to box to the son. The son tells him, and he knows he sees something in this kid. So he goes to the parents, listen to me. Your kid's special. There's something with this kid. He's a champion. Um, I'm gonna take care of him. Mm-hmm. I got it. Don't worry. Like we I need this, he needs this. I could take this kid all the way. And it was one of those good stories. Right. So my buddy said he's watching the documentary, and this kid. Um, you know, he, he wins a bunch of national titles, like brings, I don't know national titles, but amateur titles. I don't know all the different boxing amateur titles, Fair. but he wins a bunch of tournaments, golden gloves anyways. And everybody's heard the golden gloves tournaments, um, turns pro takes off in a pro career. And that's when the documentary ends. And if you do a follow up, that kid this year as a pro on his way up was in a fight, got knocked out, fell into a coma, died. Whoa. That guy was in his corner and had to tell the parents that, Man. that he convinced he, he should let them box and that he was going to take care of his kid. That was not the ending that <laughs> I was I was waiting for the Cinderella you, story ending where I was like, like oh, oh shit, what are you doing? I was like, I got, I got <laughs> now good night, son. And I put the kids to bed. Oh, and I, that's, that's the good night story I give, I give my nieces and nephews. <laughs> now sleep tight. Stay out of the boxing ring, goddammit. No, but um, yeah, it was, and, and like in the documentary, the, the coach was saying like, my life was like falling to pieces. And then when this, this happened, opened up the doors, this kid came through. I was like, here's a chance. Mm-hmm. You can rebuild. And then, uh, and then that happened. And it's like the coach now is like, He's fucked. He, the doors are closed in that boxing gym. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not talking. I'm Man, not that's letting anybody. That's like... hot, dude. I heard that. We're about to go into my to watch the UFC. I'm like, oh, 
don't even know how I feel about this story, bro. We're about to watch a bunch of people fight. Right? Yeah. After you hear that story, I'm like cheering. So in the main event, Nick Diaz is like getting his ass whooped, lost every single round. And um, the doctor comes in right before the start of the fourth round, checks the cuts around his eyes, and, and is like, I don't like how that looks, man. And he lost every single round, and he's mm-hmm. taking a bad beating, calls the fight off. And then the crowd's like booing, and they're super upset, and everyone in the room's like, ah, oh, what the shit. And after hearing that story, I'm like, hey, fuck it. The guy was losing. Yeah, yeah, he was losing. Let's just leave it at that. Mm. It's better too early than too late. Um, I think sometimes we forget how human these people are. Like, we just want to show and we forget. Like, these are people, like, they're just humans like us. The thing is, like, a guy like Nick Nick Diaz is so flippin' tough. Yeah. Like, like, he lost, like, every single round. Mm -hmm. In the five minute rounds, and he lost damn near every minute. Yeah. He might have won a couple minutes of that round. That's 15 minutes of fighting. Mm -hmm. He was getting. He, he got dropped like two, three times. His face looked like somebody had a knife and was like hacking away at his face. Oh, man. Like he got chopped up like all around and then underneath as well. His ear was bleeding and blood was coming out of his ear. Oh, that's rough. It was like when he came out to the, he went in between the rounds, between the third and the fourth round, his corner is trying to stemmy the bleeding and you only got a minute. Mm-hmm. He comes back out for the fourth and he's, he looks like, you know, like, like, damn, man, your corner did not get to everything. Like, they couldn't, though. Yeah. Like, his ear was, like, bad. And the doctor's like, fuck, this is not going to be a popular decision. Yeah. And I don't think I can let this young man go out there. Mm-hmm. Man, I was listening to a podcast with GSP, George yeah. St. Pierre. I was actually listening to this the night Sorry, before. Sorry, hit up a heart when we say GSP and Canada. Sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I was listening to it the night before Provincials, actually. Yeah. And it was interesting because he was talking about how he actually doesn't love fighting. Like, he loves the training of it and yeah. he loves being competitive. But, like, the actual, like, being in the ring and fighting, he's like, it's a dangerous sport. Like, you know, you can <laughs> die in there. And he's like, so when it, like, the guy asked him about retirement, he's like, when I actually came to retirement, like, I was happy. I did what I've accomplished and yeah, yeah. the only way I'd come back come back out if there was like a big fight which kind of like interests me like when he's talking about potential that could be or whatnot. Yeah. He's yeah. like, other than that, he's like, I'm happy with what I've accomplished, like I've done everything and here's, here's the thing too, which I was time check, okay, we got some minutes. Yeah. Um a lot of the guys they enjoy the thrill, like the, the training, mm-hmm. um, you know, getting better and better, the camaraderie with your training partners. The life where you yeah. walk into a room and you're the baddest man in the room and everybody knows who you are and it's like you're living a real life action movie. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, having the highs of like after a win, all the anxiety and everything you feel when you step in there and you might lose and getting a win and you're like, oh, the rush of the win, you're like, <clears throat> it's tenfold than hitting like a PR deadlift when you think. The possibility that you hit the deadlift or you don't. Mm-hmm. Imagine you get knocked the fuck out. You know, yeah, life, yeah. life changing. A concussion can change your life. Or you win and you win a title. You win like millions of people roaring and cheering. And you know you're going to wake up the next day. It's all over ESPN, all over all the newspapers, whatever. It's crazy. Do you, you like that kind of high you can get addicted to. The actual fight itself. Nick Diaz is like the bad, one of the baddest motherfuckers. That's why they're fighting for the baddest motherfucking belt. Right. But he literally, like, he was telling the referee. Like, his face was butchered. He was not going to win. And he was telling the referee, step aside. Step aside. I got, I'm, a, I'm on my feet. I'm on fire. 
Like, that's the way he was, like, he was, like, he was fluffing them off. The ref's like, you want to go? And he's looking at the ref like, are you fucking crazy? <laughs> like, you do not stop this fight. And when they stopped the fight, he threw up his hands like, you got to be kidding me. That's hurt. Like, he's, like, he's, dude, that's the type of dude. And then him, having said that, in an interview, will say, if you would ask me the actual fight, he's like, fighting sucks. And he would say, like, right. the actual fight itself, he's like, yes, man, like, I, I got the... Heart stubborn, I'm gonna scrap it out. Like but these guys, it takes a crazy mindset. Like, dude, even gotta respect them. All <laughs> those dudes, like Masvidal, who was in there with them, they're like the hardest part is the actual fighting itself, the mm-hmm. training and all that, and the life. And then afterwards, yeah. you win, and the you know it's, but it's so bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is such a make, it's such a killer be killed sport, which is like a fuck you, man. Sometimes it's real. Exactly. Like Patrick Day is the guy, the boxer's name. That's three boxers this year who died so far. Oh, man. So it is, uh... And then on top of that, we already know what can happen to you, like, later on in life. Mm, we don't have yeah. to deal with anything like that. The worst I've seen, honestly, is Ronnie Coleman. And I don't know what the shit happened to Ronnie Coleman. Yeah. If you've seen that documentary on him, I think it's on Netflix. And from lifting heavy, his... And then, I don't... It must be... I don't know what the hell... Hopefully this doesn't start happening to powerlifters. Yeah. But because his frame couldn't take it, his back, the vertebrae, everything has been smushed and compressed. Mm. And now he have you seen him? He walks around with two like he's 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 handicapped for life. Now. Oh man. Physically I speaking. Have, oh man, I've heard stories I haven't actually like seen him. Man, it's you walk away like I hope the shit that doesn't happen to like powerlifters. Yeah. Where your frame can deal with so much. But you were just shifting so much weight that your mm-hmm. frame isn't meant for it. He walks with like those walkers that are attached to your wrists and they're independent kind of. Right. Um, it's hard to describe, but and and he's just mangled, man. He's had so many surgeries. He's had so many surgeries on his back with metal plates and whatnot on his back that they can no longer get to his spine from the back because there's so many metal plates and fusions. They have to go from the front for his last surgery, Ugh. open up his front, remove all of his organs. And then hit the spine, which is Man. behind everything. Ugh. Yeah. Anyways, I want to talk about your training next week. <laughs> <laughs> Heavy walkouts. Oh, man. Yeah, the whole nine, young man. I think I might just <laughs> yeah, you think make it my exit of a parenting area. You're like, I'm going to start fighting. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's safer. It sounds safer. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But um, anyways, let's hit up Russell Orhe. It's 6.30. Let's not leave the champ waiting. Speaking of a young man who can shift some heavy weights, this is a hell of a segue. <laughs> Russell's gonna listen to this and be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> a, well, you guys gotta work on your segues when you have you on the show. Break everybody in with a Debbie Downer. <laughs> and then, but now we got Russ. But now we got Russell. He's a positive guy. He'll bring you back up. That's right. That's right. So, anyways, no further ado, let's hit up Russell. Let's get Russell Oji on the line. Hey man. <laughs> what's cracking, my man? What's cracking? What's up, what's up? So it's it's been it's been a hot minute, my friend. I seen you posted you're posting up on Instagram again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back we, to it. We got some changes. I see you, you brought three judges with you? 
Look, look like am I freezing? Uh, can you repeat that? Look like uh, you you brought yeah, people to, to judge judge on deck. You brought three judges with you for your squat depth this time. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's, let's let's run it back. So um, because it, yeah. it was a crazy U.S. Raw Nationals, but nonetheless the job got done. Um, <laughs> and, and it got done by a decent margin, no no less. I mean, it's still um, a sizable margin. Even if it wasn't yeah. the day maybe anticipated. So yeah. um I'll let you, you tell it, but walking into the nationals, like how did you feel? How was I was wait was weight cut an issue at all either? Nah, I mean like it, you know it's funny, before we should have the podcast, it's just be like a replay of like what I said before the like on the podcast they recorded before, it's like that has never been an issue, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you don't look at my track record, I've only missed one time on depth. So I think it's funny how people talk about me missing depth, like blah, blah, blah. And like, it fast forwards to me, it's like, you know, almost bombing down the squat. I love how you just bring this up and it's not like it was nothing. You know, to, to your credit, you message me, you're like, look, I'm not running from shit. I'm coming back on the nah. podcast. I said I was coming. I'm coming on the podcast. I'm like, all right, that's good. It's good. Yeah. It is yeah. what it is. No. Yeah, but just going back to the question, I felt, I mean, I felt amazing. I mean, you saw, I mean, like my, my, uh, my prep was, was as good as it could have been. Yeah. And I felt like I was due for like a really, really good meet. I thought that I was going to build on the momentum that I just had at IPF Worlds. And I thought that literally, I thought that I was going to do something that hasn't been done in the A3 KG weight class thus far, uh, in terms of just like numbers. So, I mean, going in, I felt, Really, really good. <laughs> so, wake up, wake up, wake up was not even a problem. Like everything was on point. Like me making weight has never been an issue. I actually weigh under. Like I weigh, I weigh like almost a pound or two under. Um, whenever it's time to weigh in, so uh, it's never an issue. I felt very calm, I felt very relaxed. So, um, yeah, it's funny because in the podcast I said, "Yo, sometimes when you compete, shit happens, man. Yeah. Shit happens. Sometimes maybe you don't execute to the best of your ability." Um, but yeah. That's basically Here's the thing, right now, dude. Like, even though I, I know you're saying like I want to do shit that's never happened before, you still mm. you still did on your worst day. That's an unofficial world record. Like nobody's mm. ever squatted that before. Even even though like I know you want to like demolish these, but I mean your worst day's world record. Mm. And a lot of times, I think people just want to like people when someone gets built up, they can't wait for a stumble, even if it's a small stumble. <laughs> You you still yeah. break an unofficial world record. You still freaking win. You know you punch your ticket to the world championships, and that's all they got. Like missing two lifts is all they got. So like, let's focus the shit out of it. Yeah, you know. You know. You know. You know. It's fun about that though. Uh, I think that oftentimes, like, you get tested as a just like a competitor or just someone that like an athlete. You get tested whether it's through injury or uh, just some type of obstacle. So I thought I always like. I don't ask to get in those situations, but when I get in those situations, I like to figure out what type of person I am. Like, am I someone that's going to, like, throw a fit, um, look at the judges, curse the judges out, and, like, make the judges the reason as to why I didn't execute? Or just, like, kind of, like, live in the moment. It's like, okay, like, now, like, I have to show, like, what type of athlete I am. I have to be, like, a dog. Like, I have to yeah. fight for this shit. So it was cool to, like, I wish there was, like, a camera in the back room because I'm really big on appearance and, like, big on, like, not letting your competitors see you kind of, like, worried. Yeah. <laughs> I was running after, after squat. So, okay, I just want to tell the story about, like, uh, what was happening in the back room when I was yeah, pushing those please, legs. Please, please. So, 
So what I opened with what six? I think six 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 six. So you know you got Gino going crazy on the mic. Oh, he's got the number, the belly of the beat, like the the, the the you know whatever. I come out, I'm like feeling. I'm like, all right, here we go. It's like it's time to it's time to get it's time to go to work. I squatted, I turned back, and it's like three reds. And I was like, okay, okay, I can understand. I, 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 I looked at Joe. Joey's like seven hundred. I'm like. I was like, no, I'm like, <laughs> I was like, yo, go like 691, 691, something like that. So yeah. um, I'm like, give me something under 700. Wait, pause, like, I don't know what's going to happen. For your second? That's ballsy. Yes, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So I, since the meet's over, I can tell you the plan. So we wanted to open up a 666, right? Yeah. Um, I kind of wanted to open up a little bit. I was thinking about opening up higher just because in training, my last like warm up set is 675 before I figure out what kind of single I have for the day. Um, but we went over these scenarios. Like, if we miss on the opener on depth, what do you want me to do? And I was like, Yo, I mean, like, we're going up. Like, we're going up with us. But yeah, in the, I, I was like, if I miss my second seven hundred pounds, like, if I'm bearing it, bearing it, like, like, like bottoming, bottoming out. I don't want to bottom out with seven hundred pounds. So I don't. I'm not sure, like, if I can get that up. So I, I want to get some, like anything under seven. I can bottom out. Like, I can like have my ass hit the ground and come back up with it. So yeah. I was like, look, I don't know what's going to happen with the second. Just put 691 or just something under seven mm-hmm. and we're good. So I'm thinking that I'm going to blow up the second squat and then we'll, we'll, we'll go up to like yeah. 700 even or something like that. Yeah. So honestly, going back on it, like I thought, I personally thought I hit depth, but it's not about what I think, it's about what the judges think or whatever. So I, I missed on the second. So I'm in the back. I'm like, I'm looking around. I'm like, I'm like smart. Like I'm smiling and laughing. I'm like, I'm like, damn dog. Like, are you serious? I'm like laughing because I don't want. I don't, like in my head, I'm pissed. Yeah. I don't want like I don't want my competitors to see that because everyone like coaches and um, athletes were watching me. They're like this. They're like. Everyone's like watching like this. They're like, so because I can tell when I get to the when I get to the back, everyone just like scurries away. I'm like, I know you were just around the corner watching. You were checking my dick. All these sharks start coming around. They smell the blood. No people. It's it's so funny because people are getting amped. They're like, like, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go, and like taking numbers frantically. And I'm sitting there on the chair. I'm just like. I'm like looking up at the replay because they have like a they have a TV that has a replay. I'm so I'm like looking at it. I'm like, I'm like, damn. All right, well, third, third, we got third. Like, don't worry, we got there, we got third. And like, uh, people kept talking to me. I'm like, I'm like, yo, don't worry, I got it. Like, we're getting it for sure. We're getting it for sure. And when I got that third, I was like, oh, like fuck, like finally. Oh, dude, that yeah, must have done your face just the relief. <laughs> yeah, dude, man. I, watching this live, I was like, get the. Fuck out. Everybody on the comments was like, oh no, oh shit. And somebody was like, someone's like, I, I, I shit you not. Someone goes, wasn't he just on a podcast addressing this issue? I'm not gonna lie to you, like, I was, I was definitely thinking about the possible memes. Like, I was like, man, I'm about to get lit up, man. Yeah, close, but so, not quite. Here's the thing it was such a make or break because if you don't hit it, all right, you bomb up. That's it. But if you hit it, it's yeah. a fucking unofficial world record. Like that was the epitome of all or nothing. You were like either bomb out or I I squat a world record. Like that's it was yeah. it was all or nothing. I mean, you couldn't make a, a, a more stressful, crazy storyline yeah. for the squat event. 
But what I want people to take from that situation is that like, don't, don't take it out on the judges or like, like, whether you feel like you're high or not, like, don't make a scene, like, don't yell at the judges, like, like, just stay the course, stay your plan and just kind of just continue to try to execute. Yeah. Um, it, it's so easy for me to like throw a hissy fit, throw my belt, like yeah. been in the back room, like cursing all that shit. It's just like, yo, stay calm, keep your composure, keep lifting. Yeah. Like you never know what happened. So, um, it was it, also with that, it's like, don't be afraid to fail. Like I was like, look, man, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, here we are. I got, I got to go out swinging. So I was just like, look, man, but it is, um, I'm just proud of the composure that I felt in the back room. Like, I was just like, I got it. Like, it was fun for me in a sense. Like, if that makes sense. (laughs) Before you go for your third squat, you throw your keys to Tina and be like, swing the car around, love. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. If I'm, I would have went upstairs my room. I would have fucked yeah. somebody. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. I, I, I want to be a good competitor. Cheer everybody on. I'm fucking out. That's not that. I was going to do all that. I was going to leave. I don't care who won. I was like, nah, nah, I'm out. That's I'm out. That's I'm it. sorry. Um, when you have that kind of dramatics like that early, um, and I know like sometimes um, I'm obviously you're going to be hyped up for your thirds anyways, but because it was so stressful, was it like a bit of an adrenaline dump coming to the bench press? Was it tough to come back off of that to be like, oh my God, I almost had, I had a foot out the door. The whole, it was, it was a weird meet in the sense that like, so we talked about how, but like even before, like when we recorded the podcast before the, uh, before the meet, I was like, yo, com- competing is circumstantial. Like shit happens. Like, yeah. you know, it's, sometimes you just can't explain things. Um, I mean, well, I can obviously explain what happened with that. I didn't hit depth, but, um, you know, it like, I thought if I wasn't going to hit like my numbers on squat, I could get caught. So I'm thinking it's going to be a dog fight from my second attempt. Once I missed my second attempt, I was like, I was like, I have to fight for flags in order to become like, you know, the three time national champion in the USC, in the US uh, weight class, right? So I was like, uh, going into, like, once we finished up squat, I looked back over because I normally don't pay attention to what everyone else is doing. I looked back over and I was like, damn, no one hit anything that they thought they were going to hit or anything close to what I thought they were going to hit. So once we established squat, like, just looking at the numbers, I was like, okay, well, it should be, it should be like a a, a win. It should be. And like the way Joey was talking, it was like, after we hit squat, the meet was over, like in that sense. So it was was a weird meet, man. It was, man. Because here's the thing walking into it, we were like, oh, my God, we might have two lifters hit the 700 pounds, like two people. And then um, yeah. like, it was it was it was hard to call. Like, it, but the thing is, when it gets chaotic like that, like it makes it exciting. Like it makes it nerve wracking and shit. But the mm-hmm. unexpected. And um, I think a lot of people don't realize, too, like this is what make, you you can't you can read <laughs> about this shit and your coach can tell you about, you know, what, what we'll do if these kind of scenarios happen. But until you live mm-hmm. it. You don't know how you're going to react. Like, you experience, yeah. you have to live it. And you're a young dude. Yeah. Um, you know, this is the type of shit that makes you hardened. So if this happens at the oh. World Chain, whatever, the biggest showdown, if Brett is there, you, you can't, you can't, like, you know. No, that, you, you that can't. That can't. <laughs> <laughs> that's why, that's why. That can't happen. That can't happen. That's why. But even, but even that, like, I think, I think uh, what... Like what has allowed me to kind of like have that ability is just having that football background. Like, I mean, like, man, there's so many, like we talked about, once again, we talked about this last podcast, like yeah. I'm able to just kind of like, come, like just kind of feel the moment 
And I'm like, look, if 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 I'm on, I'm on. If I'm not, then I'm gonna fight like yeah. regardless. So yeah. Um that's what I that's what I was happiest about coming away with this meet. Oh, it's 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 yeah. a huge um it's true, like it's easy enough said, but when people are in there and the type of pressure you got, look look at I've seen people at like local meets, they miss two in a row and you it's like written on their face. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they hit the platform, it's written on their face and they're almost already like resigned. To it. Um, They're almost already like defeated. And you're like, oh no! Like you could tell, like this person's about to bomb out. I've seen it at the world level, nowhere near the top end. But sometimes people walk out there, and you're like, please, for the love of God, just go deeper. And it, it's death to yeah. not necessarily strength. Here's the thing, though: when it when it's death in a, near the top end, um, some kind of self-preservation mentality kicks in. It's hard to describe, okay. and you're like, yeah, yeah. you're like, I thought it was deep. But if you think it's death and you think you got to go even deeper, it really messes with your head. You know, it yeah. really is like, shit, how low do I got to go? But that's why I was like, yo, don't put, like, I don't want seven on the bar yeah. because, like, strength-wise, like, I have it. But at the same time, like, that's still a relatively new number for me 100. to be comfortable with. 100. So, yeah, I'm like, yo, I know I can hit 700, like, on a, like, on a good day or whatever, but, like, please, like, I'm still not used to it, so put something under six, and, and I'll feel like the utmost competing it. Like with that third, it wasn't even about strength. Like I didn't care about because I mean it's the third. Like there's nothing after that for me to make it any faster than I had to. But I was just like, look, man, the only concern I have is hitting depth. I can bottom out whatever, but like I'm strong enough to get this weight no matter what. So um, that was one of the main reasons why, like strategically, that I did not win 700 pound part at all. And if you're gonna be the first ever 700 pound squatter in the 83 kilo class. You thought the refs were taking a look at your depth before. They're going to lean in and yeah. really scrutinize. When you want to be like the first, mm. when you want to like break new ground and you're going to be the guy, and you've already, like, if you miss the first two and you're like, we're going up this, here's the thing. <laughs> if you kept going up every time you miss, people are like, what the <laughs> shit? Stop, stop, please. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, people are already criticizing Joey about going up after I missed my, what, my, my, uh, my first one. They're like, like, oh, why'd you go up? It's like, no, like, it wasn't a strength issue. It's just a depth issue. Like, you just got to hammer in the fact, yo, we got to hit depth. Yeah. So, but when you're watching, yeah. it's nerve-wracking and shit. I remember when I was watching, <laughs> um, when you miss the first one, when you went up, I'm like, he should still hit this. But, like, yeah. you, you, like I'm, I'm the type of guy, if you miss it, keep the weight because I don't like I don't like gambling. I get, I get nervous, man. Uh-huh. And, I, you know, it's, it's one of those, some people are ballsy. They're like, hey, don't worry, we got this. But when you mm-hmm. miss the second one, I'm like, oh, please, man. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> no, no. When I missed it, I missed the second. Okay, Joey, I was like, you. If you look over at Joey, you go. You look over at Joey, like, put it up. Put it up. Time to nut up. Time to nut up. Let's do this. This so is a Netflix gonna, movie. Yeah, I was gonna ask you. Guys, like, I don't know if you guys have gone through like some type of situation like that as well. Like, whenever you miss lifts, like, what's the feeling going into the back room for you guys? Like, is it like a I'm kind of like concerned. It's like it's going to be like oh, a thing dude. or what? My man, I've seen, holy smokes. So I've been like at the, <laughs> like at the worlds and stuff, like competing, commentating. And um, I've, man, I've seen people fly from the other side of the world, uh, from Australia into like Texas. So we're talking like a, a massive flight. He had family in the front in the audience. So think of how much money, time zones, the travel, him, <laughs> his family, everybody. And it's one thing if you bomb out on deadlifts 
And you still got a squat. You still got a bench in there. You still gave him something. This was squats. He bombed out on depth. Depth. Uh, it, it, it was, it was, you could see the look on his face. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you, the guy walked out and you saw the look on his face where you're like, dude, just do depth, the old depth before dishonor. Let the, tell yeah. us, if you, if you're like, I don't know if I got it, you tell the spotters, hey, fellas, you're going to earn your slice of pizza right now. Cause <laughs> we're, we're, stay tight. Stay tight to me. Cause we're going to ask the grass right now. This, this shit might, I don't know how it's going to end. Man, it just happened to me yesterday, actually. Yesterday was my oh, really? first squad I missed on death, my second attempt, like strength wise was there. Hey, 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 Russell, <laughs> Russell, the guy pussied out and retook the weight. <laughs> My hitter asked me. My hitter asked me. He was like, "Do you want to go up?" That was easy, and I looked and I was like, "Ah, we'll just we'll just retake it." And my handler had the faith that we're going to keep going up. Handler should have been like, "Russell, see that's why you're not Russell. See that, that, that's the difference between you and Russell." You out Devin to me. I think you pulled like what seven twenty two for the record. Uh, yeah. yeah. What'd yeah. you do on the weekend? What'd you pull? Uh, three twenty seven point five kilos. Yeah. Seven twenty two. So, dude, dude didn't have to. He didn't realize. You could chip, right? And um, you could chip for national records too. He thought you could only chip for world records. No, I I didn't know I could chip like hit like Eric Carlson or Carl Erickson's yeah, record. Yeah, you could chip as much as you want. I knew I could chip my own. Yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. You could chip, so you can keep adding chips to whatever number you want, right? So yeah. he didn't know. So we went up a whole two and a half kilo, like beyond the world record at, yeah. at, at the <laughs> provincial Ontario Provincial Championship. It's like, what are you, people are like, what are you just letting your nuts hang out? What are you doing right now? What are, what are you, just, it, looked, it looked good, though. It looked like really, really fast. It looked like you had like, even more. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well. He's always dizzy afterwards. Like, he's got a, like, he's hailing a cab, though. Like, he's, oh, he's like, and the dudes don't see it when they're spotting. They walk away. I'm like, man, you better stay close to this guy. He's, 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 he's roughed up right now. He's not 100%. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so bench press. So let's let, let's pick it up. So I know what you mean. Where um, the rest of the field, we we had certain expectations. Um, Jamar didn't hit it. Didn't hit the seven hundred squat. So that's still a bit of left to be open in terms of the seven hundred. Are you looking to hit that in the SPD Invitational? If it's there, <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm, I think I learned my, my lesson last time. Like, anytime <laughs> I say something, man, it's above my face. Yeah. Um, I mean. I think it's a very possible number to hit in the yeah. next couple of months. Yes, yeah. but like I said, man, you never know. You never know. But I mean, yeah. Are you doing? But before we get out to the bench, so what have you? Is it going to be new that you're going to have people there? Like, look at, tell me squat depth, and I mean, you're going to sink mm-hmm. it even a little deeper than. Like, are you going to adjust some things? Because this is some of the questions we. Yeah. Get. I, so so for sure, I think. Um, it would be as an athlete, you you acquire data. Um, going back to like my previous meets, depth has never been an issue, and it's not something that I've had to work on. But in this previous meet, it was. So I would be foolish as an athlete not to work on that going forward. So obviously, if that's going to be an issue, like that's something that I need to tackle in order to make myself undeniable. So uh, going forward with squats, like I'm going to be hitting just very undeniable depth. Like I want. Like if I if I talk about squats or post squats, like there shouldn't be one comment that says I don't know about this, you know. Yeah. So as yeah, as an athlete, I have to take up on that and understand that, and it's fine. Like I'll take those licks. I'm just saying, like from my past meets, depth has never been an issue. But with this meet, it was. So that's something to work on. You know, it's weird for some people who listen. They may not realize that like 
there are points where you develop new things and you're like, what the shit? Mm-hmm. I even like my, my, where I grab at the bar sometimes, I'm like, are my hands always that far out? Or my, even my foot stance. Yeah. I'm like, when the fuck did I get so wide with my foot stance? And I'm looking at videos like, what the hell? When did that happen? Like weird things yeah. start happening and you're like, that just became the inch, like millimeter by millimeter. Ah, shit, you don't do millimeters. Fracture. What's the? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> we get lost in translation here. But, um, but uh, small incremental changes. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> small incremental changes. Eventually, it becomes the norm and it feels normal. And then you're like, all right, you get checked here, and you're like, cool. All's well that ends well, and it's easy enough. That, like the strength was definitely not an issue. So it's like small changes will make a big difference. Now going into bench press, when you would look to your left and you look to your right, you're 100% right. Like Sean was hoping that his squat would return uh, in time for the competition, but I believe he hit like just shy of uh, 600. I think he hit like 270, somewhere around that range. I'm not sure. I, I literally didn't pay. I just knew that I think his, his last two he missed. That's all yeah. I had. And, 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 uh, yeah. and Jamar also had a bit of a rough day in terms of squats. Uh-huh. He didn't hit that squat he wanted. Um, mm-hmm. Muscle Man Marcus was was hoping for a super meet. Was hoping to go eight for nine, nine for nine. Um, wasn't mm-hmm. having that day. So um, going into bench press, you thought, okay, probably got a wrap on this. How was bench mm-hmm. moving for you? Uh, bench was trash too. Honestly, it was it like looking <laughs> looking back at this meet. This was just not like a very well executed meet on my end. It's just like one of those things where like I don't I, I just. I don't know what to say, but but like with bench, I knew with the quick turnaround from IPF Worlds to Raw Nationals, I wasn't expecting much progress on bench. Like bench is one of those things that it's a slow mover. Like from year to year, I'm probably going to add maybe five kilos to my bench. Like it's not going to move tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I expected I expected to hit what I hit around Worlds, whether I was like a little bit more, a little bit less. Like either one would be happy to hold her. And that's probably like when you look at some of the top, like like. Um, Gibbs, who's got a massive bench, it doesn't. He doesn't put a shitload of kilos on there either. I mean, it's yeah. bench is a tough move unless you first start. Mm. Um, and you made some fast gains on bench to catch up, and you're meddling at world championships, etc. So eventually, you know, yeah, five kilos here and there. And then the deadlifts. How did the deads feel? Like by the time you got into the deadlifts, was it? It's tough because it's like positive positivity has a momentum. And negativity, when things like start mm-hmm. shifting, you feel it, and you can fight against mm-hmm. it, and you can push against it. But no, yeah, but, um, it's tough when you start feeling like shit, man. This isn't the day I was thinking. Yeah, so I mean, I'm worried. Honestly, man, that's the one lift squat. Okay, it's funny because squat and deadlift felt great. Uh, bench, I knew like, look, man, like you're not gonna have much. Like, it was such a quick turnaround. Don't expect too much out of bench, but squat and deadlift, like in training, was going so well. So I'm warming up in the back. I'm like, I'm like, woo, man, I feel good. Like, I'm, my skills. And like, I'm loading up on water to get that blow. And I'm like, ooh, man, I might, I might pull like 740 or, or like seven, like close to 750. And I'm feeling good. Uh, my my opener moved fast. I was like, okay, we're in it. Then I got to my second, and then like I wobbled a little bit. I'm like, I never like, I, my body never shakes on deadlift. Yeah. So I'm just like. Like it's like it's like you know when you like get to um kind of like your your top end and you kind of like little like like that. Yeah. I'm like I put it down. And I'm like what the fuck? Like, on the bar. Like <laughs> yeah, I was like was that, like was that 700? He's like oh, that was 711. I was like I was like damn. Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like why did it move so slow then? 
So uh, he's like, what do you think? What do you think you got left inside of you? I was like, maybe like 722. I think 722 is a good number. And there's something weird with the broadcasting. Like there's something weird to where like they had a pause for like 10 minutes. So like I'm sitting, yeah, I'm sitting in the back like waiting to go. And I was like confused. I'm like, did the meet stop? Cause like I'm saying, I don't know what happened. And like at that point I got cold and like, I don't know whether it was a combination of, I don't know if it was like strength or it's a combination of strength and like a longer wait time. I just missed the lift. Like I just missed it straight up. It's weird how, and this, that's something else that's different in terms of competing that like some people are training in the gym and when you have like control of everything is one thing. When, when you have no mm-hmm. control, like you got no control of me and you've already had mm-hmm. so much anxiety and stress in the squats and you probably expended so much adrenaline and like holy smokes and then you regain a little for bench press, you move in some weights and deadlifts and then if someone says stop, mm-hmm. you're ready to go, stop, sit down, yeah. chill, let the adrenaline leave your body, okay, Get back up. Put the adrenaline back in your body. Eventually, yeah. your 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 body's like, man, we're good. We're good. Yeah, that's enough. It we, was, we gone through. It enough. was a weird, yeah, it was a weird situation. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm, I'm, my body has already come accustomed to like the amount of time that it takes from like each lifter to get to me. So I'm like, all right, like, I'm like at this point, like I already kind of like pumped myself up for yeah. this like time and moment. So I'm like, all right, I should be getting ready to get inside the hole right now. And then like five minutes pass, I'm like. Kind of looking around, I'm like, <laughs> like, like more competitors show up, or like, <laughs> and then like ten minutes pass, I'm like, I take out my headphones, like, yo, what's going on out there? And they're like, oh, something happened with the broadcasting, so they have to like pause it. I'm like, I put my headphones back in, and I was, I was just like, oh. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I can hit it anymore. Like, I'm kind of gas, like my, I'm emotionally gas, and I mean, I got out there and I, I tried to pull it, and uh, it just didn't happen. You take your earphones no. out and you hear Gina go, hey, Brett Gibbs has entered the arena. This is like WWE right now. Brett Gibbs runs down to the platform <laughs> with some theme music going on. It's like, what the hell? <laughs> no, it's hard, yeah. man. Um, especially when it comes to like, I've been in those situations where you get hyped up and whatever happens, like the weird things can happen. And you're you're like out back and you're hyped, but you cannot stay hyped for like, Two, three, four, five, six minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes. Not ten. By the tenth minute, you're like, "All right, am I sitting back down? Am I am I yeah. getting ready to go? What is it?" Um, I know it's tough, man. And especially the 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 one takeaway though, in terms of like, uh, you don't know how you're gonna react in these situations. You really don't. Everybody's a tough guy until it happens to them, and then yeah. you realize, "All right, I'm glad it happens here. I'm glad I earned this. I'm glad I like recognize how it feels." And um, now you could take away and like adjust certain things, and you know because again, man, like you, it's in this situation every other competitor had to go through it as well. If mm-hmm. Brett was there that day, he'd have to deal with all this messed up things as well. But it's easier mm-hmm. to deal with this now. Walk into mm-hmm. SBD Invitational and be like, man, you would have had your shot. Not this time. Now this time has <laughs> passed. You should have killed me when you had the chance. Now, yeah. now I'm here. I mean, it's good. I think. I think like fucking up on that level, um, it, it's just like it gives you the confidence going forward. You're like, I've been through this before. Like I like I'm not gonna be shook. Like if it happens, it happens. But I'm gonna continue to fight through it. So um, it, it was a weird moment because I was very disappointed in the fact that you know I was I was like I felt like I was due for a big meet, but that like when it didn't come together, I'm like, okay, well my mindset has not changed. It's like okay, we went. I'm gonna have this perfect day, so now we have to fight to even get to first place. So mm-hmm. um, it was it was just like refreshing to know that okay, if I need to do this, then it's in the it's in my cards. You know, like, I'm not afraid to fight. Like some sometimes it is. I 
here's the thing, you like expectations with numbers is one thing. But then there's also like expectations of if you get chin checked, you're gonna bounce back. And everyone's a tough guy until it happens to them. So when you walk away, when when you like kind of like you said, get over the fact of okay, the numbers, I didn't I didn't get the opportunity to hit those numbers, but you had the opportunity to show. So now people know like nah, he he can miss some squats and come back. You can't count him out. Sometimes people say that, but now you know. And then it's like you yeah. can also be proud of that. And afterwards though, when it when it first happened, was it like when it was over, was it like a sense of relief? You're like, oh, shit, I, I escaped with the win. Or were you happy? Like, what was the what was the feelings afterwards? Were you like, oh, man, people are going to let me have it. People. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was all that kind of, it was like a sense of disappointment for sure. A big sense of disappointment. Um, but at the same time, like I had two goals for this meet. It was to um, become like the three-time Raw National Champion in like an A3KG weight class for the U.S., um, that hasn't been done before. Like people have been like trading it back and forth, and like there's been like two time champions. That was like the, that was like a goal, and like the other goal was to like hit something like very very high in terms of the total. Um, so being able to come away with one but failing with the other was like a weird feeling. It's like well, I did this, but like I failed at this miserably. Uh, so it was just a weird feeling. It's like at the end of the day, I was like, man, I just want to get back to training, so I could just like try to like just the, the only thing I could fix this is training. Literally training and hitting new numbers, and that's the only thing, man. Uh, I'm I'm happy to come away with the win. It was like a relief feeling, but at the same time, I'm just like it makes you hungry. If nothing else, it makes you hungry though. And here's yeah, oh 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 yeah oh yeah. yeah. And powerlifting is like never linear. I remember people asking me. I think on the preview show we were talking about like what should we expect from like from yourself from uh, Taylor Atwood, for instance, as well. And in Sweden, he was like 10 kilo off of the 800 which at 74 kilo, we'd never seen anybody hit 800 before. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay, he's 10 kilo off. So we're thinking probably a pretty sure bet he hits 800 and maybe even um, 807 and a half, which would have gave him <laughs> 900 points, IPF points, which obviously we've never seen either. So we're like debating mm-hmm. on the preview show, me and Matt Gary, like what's the possibilities based off of him hitting like, I believe it was 790 and a half or something in Sweden. Probably good chance at 800, maybe 900 IPF points at 807 and a half. What are we thinking for Russell? Well, Russell could be around 850 himself. Um, if he has a really good day, we're crunching those numbers of maybe you could beat Taylor on IPF points. But then at one point we stop and it's like, look, it, we've been in the game long enough to know, though, if we're honest, it's not always just linear all the way up. And some people's expectations, mm. like like fans who watch, other people watching, they have these expectations and they put it on people like it's just up, up, mm-hmm. up. It's got to be 20 more kilo from the last one and then 20 more kilo yeah. on top of that. <laughs> and it's like, if that's the way it worked in real life, we'd be at 900 kilo yeah. by now. Like, it knows yeah. that. Um, and you had seen, it's, you've been around the block a hot minute. Your total, like, remember the one Raw Arnold's? I think Taylor, yeah. like, totaled more the one time or, like, by, did he as a, he wasn't a true 74 kilo. Uh, maybe. I mean, I can't remember. I wasn't like checking for, it's weird because I was still new. So I, I wasn't completely familiar with like who Taylor was. Maybe he did out totally. I, but I don't it, care. It, it wasn't like, it wasn't, you won your class. You did what you had to do to win the class anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't think he out told me because it, he would have had to get, oh, I don't know. Did he get, cause I got like, I don't know. Okay. 
I don't know. Either way. <laughs> the thing is, I'm, I'm getting like competitive. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> you're like, oh, fuck yeah. that guy. You're, 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 you're like, he, 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 did he have told me? Because I shook his hand at Raw Nationals, and I wouldn't have done it if I didn't have told me. <laughs> at any time in his life. At any time in his life. But, um, uh, yeah, point is, like, because you had hit higher than that, like a heavier total than that one Arnold. So you know, you've seen, sometimes there's valleys and dips, shit happens. Yeah. I think sometimes, mm-hmm. like, fans don't understand. You know, people who follow the sport don't understand. It's not always up, up, up. Like this is this is normal yeah. in sports. And you had said like previously, if you come from another sport, you know, it's not always like that every single day. Like I thought for sure mm-hmm. Taylor had ten kilo one there. Taylor as well. Like mm-hmm. if if you had a huge day, you know, if you had a day like your eight fifty, eight sixty, whatever, top end mm-hmm. stuff. I don't know what Taylor ended up with with IPF points, but it, it could have been there. You know, like all yeah, that. Yeah, so, so uh, uh, one of the goals was to just, I mean, if I hit 850, I would have beat him in IPF points. Um, but it just wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't there for that day. So uh, yeah. it's just angry because it's it's a very doable number, yeah. I feel like, you know? Yeah. So I thought um, so. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's very, I mean, like, yeah, it's a very doable number. So, yeah, but if nothing else, too, it shows that it, it is possible, even like with his performance, and he had a decent performance. Well, like decent, he mm-hmm. won. So he also had a really good performance. But he came in as well with some nagging injuries. People don't realize, like you don't advertise that when you're on social media. But going into no. the SPD Invitational, there's plenty of time um, to like both of you guys are going to improve upon. And there's also plenty yeah. of time. Who knows what's going to happen in the background? Some yeah. people might be like, man, Taylor's going to be super hard to beat. We know any given day in sports. You guys yeah. are close enough. You guys are close enough any given day. Yeah. You know what's going to happen. And then Brett also is like, he's training. He's watching this. He's probably telling us, yeah. oh, you know, the, oh, okay. This is, this is, I can, I can put this yeah. together, that together. Everybody's crunching the mm-hmm. numbers. I am glad Brett's going to SPD Invitational because we have like a cluster of you guys real super nice snug and close. Like that podium should yeah. be tight. Mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm excited for it because it's like a different it's a different kind of competition. It's not like I'm not going head to head with like maybe like another eighty three. It's more so I mean Brett's there, but it's more so like we're all fighting to be that number one lifter. Yeah. So it's like we're our top bands are gonna look different. Like I don't care. Like it's it's just gonna be so fun to exchange. And I think that um it was almost like a feeling out process. I don't know if Taylor feels that way, but for me it was almost like a feeling out process during my nationals because like. I'm like, okay, like, I need this number to to be the king for, like, you know, whatever, IPF points. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, okay, like, this is this is what I could do. This is what he could do. Just kind of, like, feeling out. I'm like, all right, well, you know, maybe if he adds this much over the next couple of months and I add this much over the next couple of months, we'll see how it goes. And then Brett, obviously, Brett's Brett. I mean, like, yeah. Brett's a strong guy still here. So who knows what he might show up with. He might have a super meet, another super meet, again, at the SPD. So yeah. it's going to be tough, man. It's going to be really interesting to uh, see what happens. It's going to be also interesting because there isn't, like, technically weight classes once you show up. So yeah. it becomes a little different where, because you said, yeah, I can make 83. Fuck, I might be mm. able to make 82. I don't know. Maybe I can make 81 and a half. Even if my total, yeah. if my total hangs tight, because there's no reason to do that at all at U.S. Raw Nationals. He's playing that whatever. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So this is where, at U.S. Raw Nationals... You're like, all right, I might as well weigh as close to 83 as possible anyways. If I go a little under, like, whatever, it's not a huge deal as long as I feel good. 
But when you go into SPD, mm. there's an option of being like, all right, here is my top like, at the end. So last week, you're not going to get any stronger. You know you're at where you're at. So you could be like, I got A50. I could drop, uh, A50 is A50. But that conversion into IPF points can shoot up. Wait, wait. When my body weight breaks down. Who are we talking about right here? You tell me I have to weigh in at 83? You can weigh in whatever you want. I'm saying you could weigh in 82 and you can weigh in at 81 and your IPF points shoot up. Your total, if your total can stay the same, you oh, practice those lots. I might five pounds and, oh, and just, no. just compete as is. I might <laughs> just compete it. as is. What, That's it. I don't got to worry about a weight? No, man. No, no. So what are we, man? What are we talking about, man? I'm gonna pull up heavy. <laughs> well, I'm about, to, I'm about to, I'm about to do some math when I, so, when I get off. So, so here's the thing: like you could, so you could go heavy or you can go light. I don't know. Yeah. What if you, you could? It'll be interesting to see if some people tell themselves, if I'm two kilo heavier, I could put twenty kilo on my total, or yeah, I could keep my total the exact same. I could probably drop two more kilo and it won't affect me. And your IPA points shoot up. Like you could, you could not. Sure. I didn't. Even, yeah. yeah. I didn't even think about that. You're I, didn't, about that. I didn't. I wasn't aware that you could just pull up and kind of like, hey man, if you if I weigh this much, you know, I gotta do my best to put as much weight on the bar as I possibly can so that the IPA points look good. If however you think it impacts you. So there are some people like let's take for instance Jessica Bittner. She mm. absolutely murders herself to make seventy two kilo. Um, yeah. Come, came close to winning the Worlds, but Kimberly Walford's there. Couldn't do it, but got a silver medal. Let's just say for the sake of, of talking, let's say she won. Let's say let's say Kimberly, because Kimberly wasn't there a year before. Let's say Kimberly didn't show up. Jessica Bittner is a world champion. Going into the SPD Invitational, she murders herself to make 72. They have to break out. Like, like she has crazy muscle cramping. She's jacked. I... I saw it. I saw, I saw the person. I was like, I, I've never seen it. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. if the producers of the Terminator seen her, they'd be, they'd be like, book it. Okay, cast her. Yeah. She's the Terminator. I took a picture. It's the infamous picture where she out-angled yeah. the fuck <laughs> out of me. Out-angled the fuck out of me. There, honestly, there's no shame in that. If you ever see her in person, like, you, you know the vibe. Thank like, you. There's no, Thank you, man. Exactly. Yeah. She actually sent me a picture of of her and Dan Green, and she out-angled Dan Green. She's like, don't feel bad, man. Look what happened to Dan yeah. Green. Yeah. Like, I reposted that. I took, as soon as I saw Heather Connor, I'm like, let's take a picture together, please. Because I, to, I need to restore the balance. Um, but but anyway, so if Jessica Bittner wins Worlds, going, let's say she's going into SPD Invitational. She's like, man, I get killed making 72 kilo. If she weighs in at, like, not 84, because she would get, at the 84 in Worlds, she gets creamed. So, but at the SPD, she'd be like, fuck it. I'm coming in as a 77-kilo lifter. I'm making up my own weight class. Her, her total could shoot through the roof. Her IPF points shoot through the roof. It's game. It's game right there. So yeah. it's like those intangibles. Or on the flip <laughs> side, you have somebody who walks in fairly comfortably at their weight class and their top-end strength chills. If they cut a further three kilo. Same strength, it doesn't budge. They could drop another three mm. kilo of water, more budget. But that three kilo of body weight down will jack up those IPF points even further. Yeah. So this is all it's, now. It's tough. It's tough because, like, as a lifter, you have to figure out what. I mean, like, what works for you, man? Because 
Yeah, you have those performances walking around in a comfortable weight, but I mean, maybe if you cut that water and you have to refuel, maybe all of a sudden it just changes your mindset, your dynamic, oh. and then like you're, you you start acting weird on the platform. So um, it's gonna be interesting. I, I mean, I'm not gonna tell. I already already have my game plan by then. I already know what's gonna happen because for me, like, it's not it's not difficult to make my weight class. Like, I, I constantly weigh very under. Like, I weigh in at like what 80, 82. I mean, this this previous this previous me, I weighed in at like what. 82.3 yeah, like yeah. it was like wasn't yeah it wasn't on hurt it just kind of happened like that um at worlds i weighed in pretty light as well so um it's not an issue for me to make weight so if i could like save a little save a kilo Dude, or two I, I would love you uh, show up and be like god is that fucking ray williams or is that russell Orton? <laughs> <laughs> you're like surprise surprise you're huge you gain like 100 you you come in massive like 220 like holy damn that but but at the same time, like you might as well just execute the same shit you've been doing previously. If you're a lifter, it's not too hard for you to make weight. For me, like I for me to make weight, and I still have like my my best uh, performances on the platform. So it really depends. Like you don't want to mess with the formula too much because uh, you know. So it's 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 gonna, be, it's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be like it's gonna be interesting. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Like that would not be the first competition to play around when all the money's there. And in terms of how much they're hyping it, um, like I know they're, they're they're dropping a lot into this. Like the production's gonna be through the roof. They're looking for I don't, I don't even want to say too much. I had Taylor on here. My man said too much. I got a I got a message from SBD. They're like, hey man, uh, Taylor is Taylor. He's dry snitching right now. He's he's yeah. he's he's saying too much. You guys got invites. And they had some details, and Taylor's breaking it down. And um, oh, you broke it down a little bit, a half, a little uh, bit. And uh, SBD uh, is like, hey, hey. But um, <laughs> so I don't want to say too much. But um, it would not be the competition to go too crazy, like to, like you said. Don't get out of pocket for sure. Unless, um, like, I don't think there's anybody who's gonna tinker too much. Unless, like, I don't know. Like, I don't know if like an evening. It would even be worth like a Ray Williams to mess around too much. If he's like, like Ray's pretty much going to tell himself, look, I'm pretty much fucked. I don't know if I'm going to be able to win on IPF points. Like it's, he's too far out in terms of like he's crunching the math. Uh, but I think yeah. some of the women might be looking at it being like, look at like Sam Calhoun's not going this year, but I know Sam Calhoun doesn't cut much at all for 63 kilo. And she probably going to SPD Inventational, she makes it for 2020 or sorry, 2021 She'd probably be like, man, if it's it's gonna bump me up and it's like, yeah, sixty thousand dollars, I might practice a couple weight cuts. I might at least check mm. it out. But um, yeah, yeah. are you now mentally start looking at this now? Like, are you before this before this happened before the U.S. Raw Nationals happened? Were you even allowing mm. yourself to contemplate the SBD Invitational? Um. I mean, I had to. I didn't really have a choice. <laughs> True. I had to. I had to respond pretty quickly. So I. I mean, I did what I had to do, and uh, you know, after that, I just kind of moved on. Like I haven't even really thought about the meet, honestly. Um, it's too far out. It's just yeah. like you know, all I can do at this point is just build, um, try to build the best possible package I can build for that meet, and then as we get to like eight weeks out, four weeks out, then that's when we start building that mindset. It's like you know, we're intact. So. Yeah, you can't really get too high, too far out. Yeah, I've done it's that. Too, it's too, too hard. Man, I've done that before. And by the time the meat rolls around, I'm like, you almost like, let's get this over with. Like, it's hard yeah. to like conjure yeah. up. You know what Kathy was saying when he was just competing 
And he was saying, like, you had a hard time. Like, you couldn't get hyped yeah, up for this. Yeah, you ever have that when you're listening to your music, you're always talking to yourself, like, man, I'm trying to get hyped, and just, it's just not there. You can't manufacture it. Yeah. You can't actually, kind of like your last deadlift, you're like, I, I can't manufacture yeah. the hype. I'm not hype. And I you didn't need I it. I literally just couldn't do it. Yeah. And you didn't yeah. need it. And that, that affects it, too. If you're like, you don't need it, it's already won. There's nothing mm. on the line. Mm. You've already cooled down. It's, it's hard mm. to get back hype. Maintaining okay. like, hype is a big thing. Yeah, that, I mean that happens a lot, like especially in training sometimes too. You're like, damn, like I, I mean, like I want to hit this weight, like I want to get hyped up for it, but I just can't flip that switch. Um, that's why, that's why I think flow as an athlete is so uh, delicate and very important. Like when you get in that rhythm of like you're just killing a workout, and it doesn't happen very often, but when it happens, I try to capitalize on it. So you know, um, especially yeah, in the beat though, it's it's tough, man. Sometimes like. You're just like almost in that relief feeling because like maybe you cut weight for the meat and you're just like thinking about what you're gonna eat after. You're just like, oh, Fuck yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you know, I had that. So Jen Milken episode like dropped like two minutes before I got you on, and we started talking mm-hmm. about. Um, she was posting for a little bit, then she stopped posting because there's pressure. And once you start posting, because your your social media is like like on fire, everybody and their mothers watching. If you're watching the IPF, and. Is it pressure sometimes because maintaining crazy numbers all year round is freaking like nobody can, you can't maintain your nervous system won't want it. Psychologically, mm-hmm. it's very difficult to keep coming into the gym and like, like mm-hmm. you're almost performing. Like with, when you have mm-hmm. over a quarter of a million people following you, mm-hmm. you're almost performing. Like when you post mm-hmm. and you're going to have that many views. See. That's that's something I'm not gonna lie. That's something that got on my nerves with certain people because like I know like the meme pages were saying like oh like I post for clout like I don't post for clout man like I have a lot of followers like anything I post it's you know whatever um, so for people to say that like I post in order to get more traction on my page like I I, I want certain to get more traction on my page true like. If I want to, if I want to go inside the gym and max out, that's because I want to max out, not because I know it's going to get a lot of hits on social media. I don't, I don't move like that. And uh, for me, like, you're not always going to be hitting stupid numbers in training. Like, that's not how training, that's not yeah. how it works. Like, yeah. That's not how you get better. Um, there's going to be periods of time where you're doing a lot more volume with less weight. So when you know, like, when I'm not lifting a lot of heavy weight, like I'm posting about other shit, like I'm posting selfies or I'm posting right. like, Dude, you know, I shirtless think, douche pictures or shit like that. I, like, I think you made a post one time. You said. Get prepared for a lot of shirtless pictures, my man, because I'm on a deload, and then I hope you like, yeah. can post to the gadget and be like, get prepared, okay? We, we got some shirtless yeah. selfies coming up. I have I have a problem. Is I don't have to post, like, heavy-ass squat. Like, sometimes I don't even, like, I'll have a decent single that I hit, and I won't even post it because, like, I wanted to post something else. Like, it's not that deep for me. Like, that's, that's like, one thing that slightly annoyed me. It's like, oh, like... You only post for clout, blah blah blah. I'm like, bro, like I don't need clout. Like I don't need. What about yeah. what about like like not necessarily? Have you ever felt like not necessarily clout? Because I know what you mean. We're like, look, at mm-hmm. end of the day, none of these people I'm gonna see in my real life. In my real life, like it, it like I mean, you've already won world titles and shit. You don't really gotta prove too much. But is it ever the point where like let's say you're you're just killing it in the gym and you're posting mm-hmm. and the numbers going up 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 up. And you know that mm-hmm. you can't go up forever. You're like six weeks out. You're like, look, at mm-hmm. if I try to, I've already hit 700. If I try to continue to keep going up, I'm going to be at like 760 by the time the, the competition goes around. <laughs> and that's not, you know, I'm not a 120 yeah. kilo guy. Mm-hmm. When you start taking like some videos and the numbers come back down or like, 
Does any of that psychologically, do you want to show? Because sometimes your competitors are watching. And sometimes mm-hmm. you're like, this is what Jen Milliken was saying. And I kind of, I feel it too. Where you're like, you sometimes feel like, fuck, I don't want to show coming. Once I'm, I'm coming up, I don't want to show I'm coming back down. Or mm-hmm. you start okay. analyzing, like you start analyzing shit where you're like, I don't know if I care if it's just my competitors see it or if people see it. And you know, like that negative negativity, once people start saying certain things and you're like, it doesn't mm. bother me, it doesn't bother me, get out of here, man, it doesn't bother mm. me. And then you lay down in bed and you're like, son of a bitch. Did that look harder? No, okay, so I, I relate to that aspect. Um, but at the same time, like I think what I try to do with my channel is just kind of explain the ups and downs of training. Like if yeah. you're not always going to be at your peak, um, I, I think I've done an okay job of explaining that on my channel. It's like, you know, as I get closer and closer to my meet, like, you know, my numbers might, you know, dip a little bit, but I know that whenever meet day approaches, like, I'm going to be ready. Like, I'm going to be hitting numbers that, um, that I was hitting at the peak of my, yeah. my, uh, taper. So it's like, I get what she's saying though. Cause I definitely do. Like, I do think about comments maybe like when I'm in bed or some shit, but I don't let it, like, I think about it, but it doesn't really affect me. Like it's, I think about it though. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes like if a, like, a well-worded comment, or maybe it might be from yeah. somebody that you respected. You're like, ah, damn. Like, you said that? Or it wasn't even an insult. Yeah, yeah. But it could be like, whatever. You you know how when you're... Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, the, when, I, when, I, when I got on the podcast because Taylor said I wasn't hit death. I was yeah, like, yeah, I was exactly. I was like, what? I wasn't hit death? What? That's, 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 yeah, that's, that's, that's a good example. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah it, I mean, it does, it, does, it does affect me, but it's like, I'm not... I'm not thinking about it like for an extended period of time like it's for it's for a moment and then it's how we go with it yeah and then she was saying too um and i'm just using her as an example because we just did this podcast mm-hmm. but i think a lot of people said do you ever like sometimes hold back because people can see your cards or are you thinking like you're at a point yeah i didn't think so because you're <laughs> at a point now where it's like look you see me coming it is what it is i use this analogy yeah. before where it's kind of like you see like i'm a big ufc mma fan and like Joe Frazier mm-hmm. was like, look it, um, everybody in their mother knows, everyone says over and over, like, it's a left hook. Joe Frazier's just a left mm-hmm. hook. Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier fought. It's the fight of the century, okay? Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali, they stripped his title. My man's reading the autobiography, right? I finished it. There you go. <laughs> so, um, I told you, you got to read this. It's phenomenal. So, they strip Ali of his title. In his prime, Frazier comes out, takes Muhammad Ali's title. You have two undefeated world champions, first time ever. One of them is Muhammad Ali, by the way. And he's coming back, challenging Joe Frazier, fight of the century. And Muhammad Ali's like, this dude is a left hook. All he is is a left hook. Everyone knows his left hook. I don't know why you're a fool if you let this guy beat you with his left hook because everyone sees it coming. And Joe Frazier yeah. says, 27 guys said they saw my left hook coming. 27 guys couldn't do fuck all about it. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, call it when you see it. Call it when you see it. So they fight. It's Muhammad Ali. They end up fighting three times. But they fight. It's Muhammad Ali. The mm. fight is like damn near dead even last round. Joe Frazier knocks him down with a whistling left hook over the top. Clocks Ali. Drops him on his back. And Ali gets up, shakes his head. Kind of like when you like when you missed those early squats. He was like, <laughs> son of a bitch. He, you know, kind of like, son of a bitch. He was like, I, I, I kind of... I, like, like you with the podcast and missing those squats. He's like, I set, I set myself up. He's like, damn it. However, kind of like you did, he won the second one. He won the third. He won the second fight. He won the third fight. He won like two to one in, in their trilogy. But it's kind of like you were saying where at some point, 
You got to have the confidence to be like, look it, it is what it is. I can show you all my cards, and if you could deal with it, cool, mm-hmm. but I don't think you can. This is mm-hmm. the squat I'm bringing. If you could have squat yeah. lead, God bless. If you could deal with yeah. it, everybody's got to play it until we hit that platform and the, and the weights are shit. I, I will say, I feel like from what from what I remember, I'm pretty sure like her class is pretty like nip and tuck, so it's like, oh. you know, very forth. So, oh, yeah. Uh, I can definitely understand like holding your cards back just to have that element of surprise and competition because you never know what someone's going to do whenever you know they're in certain situations or they don't know what you're coming with. Um, I can understand from her perspective as to why you want to hold back in training and not give too much. Um, for me, it's just even if I was in that scenario, I just feel like I just wouldn't. I personally wouldn't approach you that way. Uh, I just post, hey, this is what I'm bringing to you. Um, you can get it. You can get it. Yeah. Like that's if you got it, you got it. That's that's pretty much it. Um, yeah. Yes. So that's that's just the way I approach things, and it's also because I mean, like, I run my living is through my social media, so I just can't. Like, that's that's posting, you know? You're like, I need that t-shirt money. What am I? Come on now. That's true too. That's true. Trust me, dog. I want to. I want to stop, but I can't. That's it. That's it. Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. Um, yeah, and it's true. She has like, yeah, it's a totally different scenario. She's got like her her day job and her her class is super nip and tuck. Um, I also had picked against her, and she could not wait to get on the podcast and let me let me have it. Um, her and so over the course of the weekend, we had Jen Milliken. Man, I'm doing podcasts like crazy. But we had Jen Milliken, mm-hmm. Sam Calhoun, and Bryce Lewis. I picked mm-hmm. all three against them. And every single person, yeah. Down, I, yeah, man, I had it rough. By the time Sam yeah. Calhoun came on, she's like. Dude, did you pick a winner all week? And I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, I do. People, do you know? I don't, I don't, I don't, um, I don't listen to to those uh, preview podcasts before I get on. Or before I compete, I don't, I don't listen to it. Nah, I can't. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Well, I, I said, well, I fucking picked Russell. <laughs> She's like, yeah, wow. but yeah. <laughs> She's like, everyone picked Russell. Everyone picked Russell. You picked Ray Williams yeah, I, too, right? <laughs> I can't I can't listen to stuff like that before I compete because like I, I get I get like invested into it yeah. and like I start getting angry and it's just it's just it's like a feeling that I just don't deal well with I just like prefer not to do it. It's you know what and the thing is too um, because we we don't just pick we like analyze and yeah you analyze yeah yeah and so it's just like it's like damn dog like what it. they think what it's like yeah. damn and I'd much rather listen to it while I'm training like. Yeah. I'll probably go back and listen to it some other time, but like whatever. But I'm about to like compete. I'm not trying to listen to that. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of like uh, again, thrown into like a, like UFC guys when they're studying tape or something. If someone says like an opponent says, "Well, I mean, everyone knows when he jabs, he lets his right hand go down. Everyone knows that." Muhammad Ali said yeah. that actually. He talks about his autobiography. <laughs> so you say something like, "All I'm saying is when you jab, you let you let your right hand down." I, I'm not saying anything. Yeah. You know that. You know that. He words it like that. So then the guy goes back to the gym and he's like, Can you fucking believe that guy talking about I let my hand down? Anyways, he's shadow boxing. He's shadow boxing. He's like, son of a bitch, you my hand coming down? And then you start it. You start So then when it's day of and Ali's peppering you, he's like, Watch your fuck keep your hands up. And it's in your head now. So that's the thing. When if someone's like analyzing, yeah, if it's too much, you know, you don't want to overthink things when you just execute. Yeah. Because people start putting things in your head, and you're just like, ah, I don't know. Like, what I don't was, know. Yeah, if it wasn't an issue before, and that's the thing as an athlete, it's not like um, it's not like being like mentally weak. This is like oh, like a lot of athlete like Ali guys who talk shit. Conor McGregor does it as well, and he's like, 
I don't think these people, my, my opponents are weak. I think way more about them than that. That's not why I'm talking shit. It's because mm-hmm. they care so much. I know he's, like they say, I know what I do analyzing myself. I will watch a video. I'm, I'm analyzing, what can I do to get better? To do, mm-hmm. get better today. See? <laughs> T-shirts, brother. T-shirts. And, um, and because you, you have that mind frame of getting better, and they all have that mind frame of getting better because they're athletes, if you plant some seeds in there, and they pay attention, they're on like the microscopic level analyzing themselves already, and you just hear some shit like that. You can't, because you care so much, you can't help but be like, is this some truth to mm-hmm. that? What is this I'm hearing? Because I think, I think one of the things as an athlete that you want to, like at least in football, the one thing that you want to eliminate is thinking. Like you just want to react. Like you just want your body to move and react. Yeah. So if plant that little seed, just that like second or half a second of thinking, it can just fuck you up. So yeah. let's say like I'm going out to hit my third. I'm like thinking about what everyone's saying. Like uh, that would play a role. Like that would play a role in the squat. So it's just like I try not to absorb too much and just kind of play my game and just kind of understand that like, yeah, you just gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta like put all the noise out and just do your, do your, do, your, do what you can. So the hard part, like that, the hard part is when you like, like so when you can go into autopilot and just smash weights and do what you do. The hard part, and this is where you got chin checked and you came through, and you don't know how people are gonna act until it happens to them. Is when you have <laughs> to think when they're like, hey, what you're doing, you have to change up and do differently. Yeah. yeah. So now you, you're forced. You're forced right there to like, I need you to think about what you're doing right now and go deeper. It's yeah. like analyzing. Now you have to analyze your squat. Now you have yeah. to. In the rep, you have to think to yourself, is this low enough? Should I go lower? And yeah. that's when yeah. I'm glad we kind of came full circle because sometimes people, you try to explain to people like, what's the big deal? It's like, man, it is a big deal though. Like yeah. it is though. It's, I know. You it's literally, difficult. you've literally done like a hundred squats one way. Yes. And then... <laughs> The day of when you're supposed to be lifting yes. the most weight you possibly fucking can, yeah. they're telling you, nah, that's what's that up, bro. Yeah. Like, you gotta get a little bit lower, bro. Like, yeah. it's just like, well, shit. And <laughs> you're, and you're you gotta now, switch everything up. Instead of going into autopilot doing what you do, you're never more aware now. Now you're like hyper focused yeah. and hyper thinking, mm-hmm. like, holy shit. When I'm in the gym just doing like training, if someone comes up and is watching death, I feel differently about it than if I'm just doing it and nobody's oh. watching. That, that's what people are and, and if people, oh, well, yeah. if people are listening and they don't get it, be like, have your friends scrutinize your squat in the gym. And now yeah. times that by like a hundred, and you might feel yeah. the pressure Russell probably had on his second attempt level. And, and turn off, blur. turn off all the lights around you, and then have one light beaming on you yeah. like this, yeah. and you can feel the heat going. Yeah. Like, I, like it's, yeah. it's a different. That's why whenever uh, people are commenting stuff like that's why I posted that that post about like the man the arena like it's so easy for someone to criticize but like yeah. when you're in the trenches yourself and you're actually get like you understand and you have that respect for others that have been through it so like you understand when shit goes wrong you're like I mean it happens like yeah. I can see how that happens you're far more sympathetic versus someone that like yeah someone, yeah, someone that who has never been through that it's so easy for them to be like man but you know I can't believe you know you didn't do this you didn't do that it's like yeah. bro like trust me if you're in this situation too like you'd be able to see what's different did you, so. when you, one thing I wanted to ask you, someone said something, I didn't notice. Did you change your singlet in between, during the squats? Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't let oh. me, uh, they wouldn't let me go. So, th- there's so many things that are happening. Dude, what happened? So, so, I had my, I had my singlet, right? I had my, uh, Get Better Today singlet, that was like, uh, it was customized by Titan. So, you know, I went through equipment check, I was fine. They said I could use it. I was like, all right, cool, we're on. Um, I didn't think much about it, so I go I go out for squat number one and two. And whenever I'm I'm going I'm about to go out for squat number two actually. 
and I see like in um like a judge or like a someone arguing with Joey, and it'll be pointing at me, and like I'm like listening to music, I'm like trying not to pay attention, like. I'm like, who's like, I'm not trying to worry about this as I'm getting ready for my second spot. Yeah, right? you just missed so, your opener. And now I just missed my opener. I gotta get, I gotta get like ready to hit my second. So they're arguing like, and they're like getting, Joey is talented, so he gets like ready, you know. Yeah, ready. <laughs> Talk to the uh, fans. Yeah, so that guy is getting animated too. They're both like, you know. <laughs> He's Italian. He's probably Italian. Two, two Italians arguing. It's just very noticeable. I'm sitting there, I'm like. <laughs> I, I, they talk me around like are they is it my singlet maybe it's my single whatever so I go off my second and then as soon as I get off my third they're like oh you gotta change your singlet I take it off because they're not gonna let you back on the platform if you have my singlet I'm just like okay <laughs> like, was, was this was this before your third or after your third it was before my third like, after I missed my second it was like you know, so you just missed two lifts and now they're coming over, like, you got to deal with, like, you, you're already stressed out. So, I, have to, I have to go take off my shoes, take off, like, like pull, pull the single off, take it back, put it back on. Yeah. Then go sit back and get ready for my third. I was like, damn, dog. Like, you're, you're, like, you're like, listen, you, you, already, you already stripped my dignity. What are you trying to play? You're trying to strip me literally yeah, right now. So, let me, let me keep it. Was, so, it was tough. So, like, yeah, for, for that third, it was, it was a change of singlet and, um, yeah, it was it was it was it was, it was interesting for sure. I thought so. I thought, and this is like when I see you come out and it's a different signal. I thought you missed two squats, went back there, and was like, "Get this fucking singlet off me!" <laughs> you're, you're, it's a singlet. Get it off. Me. <laughs> get, get it off. Me. Get this fucking thing. Nah, off it's me. funny because the shoes I had, the shoes I had on, I was like, I was like, I don't really like these shoes for squat, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put, I'll wear them. I should have stuck with. I also should have stuck with the shoes. That I had used in training leading up to the competition. You, you were like, people were like, where can we get the singlet? I burned the singlet. I'm having a new nine the singlet. <laughs> that singlet's out. That's it. It was singlet was too yeah. tight. It, it was just weird for them to like, I'm out for squad number one, I'm out for squad number two, and then like, I, I had a change squad number three. So. It, this, no. is, this is more stuff that like, again, people, <laughs> think it's, people think it's not a big, big, like a huge deal, but I remember being backstage before and I'm like, where's my wrist wraps? And someone's like, well, use mine. I'm like, all right, fuck, I need my wrist wraps. And then you're like, wait, all right, fuck it, I'll do this. But it's just more stress. It's just more stuff you don't need. And if you just miss your first two squats, and now they'll come and be like, yeah, you got to take the singlet off. You got to do this. You're like, God damn it, man. It's, uh, it's like, dog, you can't, you can't wait until, like, after I maybe bomb out. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're, like, like, you're like, can I bomb out in peace? Can I just yeah, bomb out? This is my favorite thing. Like, can I gonna, bomb out my singlet? You're gonna say this right now, like I'm on spot number three, bro. I haven't gotten one yet. Like, come on, yeah. man. Like, <laughs> shit. And the ref's like, I'm doing you a favor. I think it's a single. You gotta get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, <he's> like, <laughs> <laughs> you you step off the platform after hitting that squat and you point the ref like, hey man, thank you. <laughs> thank you, man. You got me. Yeah. You got me. Did you did you have an opportunity to watch uh much of the like lifting? Besides your besides your class, like did you stick around and watch or leave uh, to- uh, not too much. I watched the seventy fours all the way up until like whenever Michael cramped up, I stopped watching because I was like, Oh, what's a wrap now? Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um uh, I'm trying to think who else I watched. I didn't get a chance to watch the ninety threes, I really wanted to watch them. Uh, uh, I really wanted to watch the one oh fives. I watched the one oh fives up until like I think Bench and I fell asleep. Oh wow! Okay, wasn't wasn't entertaining. Eh? Um, no, 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 I was so late. I was so tired. Like, <laughs> that's I, was like, so, I was recovering from my meat. I thought that was like the trash talk. Like, um, like the UFC guys are like, yeah, I tried, I tried to stay up watching my man's fight, but I fell asleep, so it was boring. <laughs> but uh, 
when 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 you were when the seventy fours were on, you would message me because there was like another controversy with who had the better hair, Michael C or Taylor Atwood. Oh, and yeah, you yeah, you would hit yeah. me up and you said, let me tell you something, okay? Yeah, a lot of you yeah. white dudes don't get you part your hair, throw a little product, and you're good. And yeah, you said yeah. you don't you don't understand what it takes to get waves like that. And um, those are nice waves. They were so <laughs> those are nice waves. Like you don't understand, man. You don't. I, like for the for the for the uh, for my white brothers that are listening uh, to this podcast, you do not understand how difficult it is to acquire the amount of ocean, the amount of sea, <laughs> the tides that uh, Michael has in his hair. That's that's effort. That's work. That's consistent. That's that's dedication. Like you have the amount of brushes that he has to go through in order to get those waves going. I don't think people really understand that. Taylor has great hair. I mean, hey, you know. Hey. He yeah. has good hair, but I think I think you might be right. Listen, I was in um, I was in Mexico last uh, last January. Sunset mm. over the most beautiful waves I've ever seen in my life. Okay, I had a fucking margarita in my hand. It was beautiful, my man. Okay, it was absolutely beautiful. Can I say something? It was hey, wasn't half as beautiful as Michael's hair that day. Okay, it wasn't half as beautiful as Michael's hair that day. I got lost for a minute. For a minute when he was bench press. I got lost for a minute. I thought I was back in Mexico. I thought I was back in Mexico. I think we have to understand like the, the concept of what it takes in order to get those type of waves. And I, I think to me, it's never been close. I'm like, once Michael stepped on the team, I was like, bro, come on, that's man. It, like, that's it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Yeah. Because you're probably yeah, yeah, yeah. like, and I asked Taylor, I told Taylor, I was like, what do you think, man? Because I tried to explain to him, he's like, nah, I'm not having it. Nah, I'm like he, he doesn't want to give an inch. He doesn't want to give an inch. He doesn't want to lose at anything. Uh, I don't. I don't know, man. I it's it's tough to get waves, man. Like yeah. I'm talking about, like I remember that when I had to go get waves, like when I had, like when I had shorter hair and I was getting waves. It took like I'm talking about like a full year of just constant brushing, maintaining. You have to put on you have to put on do rag to get to get it laid down properly. Like there's. It's so hard, and some people they just can't. They just don't got it. Like you just can't get it, man. It's hard, man. So uh, there's so many trial and errors with getting waves. So I have to give it. I have to give it to Michael. Yeah, somebody was also saying like, man, he peaked on that day for those waves. He (laughs) peaked on those waves because it takes a while to get the waves on point. Like you, you, like you said, it takes a long time to get the waves on point. He peaked. You catch him the next day, you'd be let down because because you you see him in the hotel lobby. Michael would be like, "You should have saw me yesterday." With with all due respect, you should have saw me yesterday. But the seventy fours were uh, were were interesting, man. I thought uh, I literally thought it's funny because Michael. I mean, Michael didn't have the opportunity to bench what he wanted to bench. I feel like uh, which is crazy. So that's mm-hmm. crazy. And up to leading up to deadlift, he. I think he had what he needed in order to 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 make it very very interesting for first. Yeah. So it's it's it's, it's um because yeah he he hit one ninety eight like in a flip like the minute thing flew based off of how one ninety eight flew everybody and their mothers like oh he's gonna smoke like two hundred five or whatever came out mm-hmm. to just two hundred and couldn't lock it out and that's when we knew like something's weird and he like cramped up stumbled off the platform was all and then um yeah, Tina. Actually, uh, Flex's wife said, "Like I, I was back there. Did you hear the story?" And she's like, she, "I know the story." Yeah. She's like, "I looked." So Taylor actually told me when we did the recap, the seventy-four kilo recap, um, and I had all the seventy-four kilo boys back on again. And Taylor's like, "Dude, we were getting ready for deadlifts, and I look over, 
and like Tina is like on top of Michael, like beating his legs like he like he owed her money or something. And, uh, and I was like, <laughs> so then Tina heard the episode and like messaged me, and she's like, dude, I I seen him, like he was cramping up really like super bad, and apparently mm. he took like. Too much sodium, she she thought. She this is what she's gathering. She's asking how much sodium you got. She's like the, the, the something like the blood flows not getting to your legs or whatever. And so she like was on top of him. She said like mm-hmm. I was beating his legs to get the blood flow to his legs. And I told him somebody get this guy like whatever stat whatever she's doing. I'm like man, so mm-hmm. you like are you and Michael like you know Michael? She's like never met the young man before in my life. That's how impressive that's how impressive he is. Like that was your introduction? (laughs) Yeah. He's he's like, are you handling one of the people I'm going against? Why are you hitting me? What what kind of bush league is this? Beating his kneecaps. He's like, are are you helping me? No, I'm actually I'm handling Perkins. (laughs) She's like, good luck. Good luck on this. I'm excited to see where that class goes going forward. I think, uh, I think, I think Michael, like once he uh, gets back right and just kind of like has another year to get stronger, it's gonna be interesting. It's like, and it's, it's a shame because um, in terms of his training videos, it was his deadlift that was rocking and rolling the most. And people, he was like, everyone knew I had a bench, knew I had a squat, but everyone said he didn't, I didn't have a deadlift. And if you see mm-hmm. his deadlift videos, it was like it was moving so well, and he's like, shit, that was the one I wanted to like unveil the most. And get, yeah, get out I, push. I'm really close with his camp, like his his uh, his coach and stuff like that. So I I, I knew what he possibly had in in a tuck for deadlift. So like I, like I said, I wanted to. I was excited. I was like, yeah. I was what? I, mean, I was watching the, the live stream. I'm like, oh, this. <laughs> oh, okay. Like okay, yeah. I was like, yeah, me. It's like. I don't know why I'm this year. So uh, whenever I saw that the whole cramping up issue and like him walking out and like just deadlifting the bar or whatever, I was like, damn man, like <laughs> it's right there. You're like, this is either extreme mental warfare and he's doing a big jump. <laughs> 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 or, yeah, okay. Well I told I keep telling people like all that shit is a is a is a is a skill. Like weighing in and refueling is a skill. Like it like I think it was his first time uh, having to to kind of like load back up after weighing in. Yeah. Um, when, and, I mean, I mean, you live and you learn, so he's definitely going to learn the, a, a better process going forward. He, he I, I think you're 100% right. Before, after the IPF Worlds, when he won the Junior Worlds, I had him on the podcast, and he was saying he doesn't do any weight cutting. Like, he just walks in and he's, and he's at weight. And then mm-hmm. this one, he did do a weight cut, so I don't think he's used to having a weight cut. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny you said that because Taylor said the exact same thing, where he was like, man... Like, like, you know, Michael's obviously going to feel good about what he could have done. So he's like, I mean, who knows? I think I, I might have even took it. And Taylor's not going to let that slide him. He's on the podcast. So Taylor's like, yeah. Taylor's like, hey, man, hold up a second. It's all part of it. You know, like, it's all part of it. Like, I got a yeah. weight cut. We all got a weight cut. You know, you mm-hmm. got to, like, take care of your weight cut and refueling, too. Some people think, like, when you make weight, the, the battle's over. Refueling oh, no. and, like... Keeping the calories, that's only half of it. Making sure yeah. you're actually 100% afterwards is like a whole nother, whole nother piece of it. Um, so yeah, he, like, he people, people don't realize like when I'm like, if I'm speaking for myself, like when I'm refueling, I feel like shit. Like I hate, I hate that process just because like the amount like that you have to put back into your body in order to get that um, bloated feeling is just, it's disgusting. Like you shouldn't, 
people make the mistakes like, oh, I made weight. Now it's time to eat food. It's like, dog, no. Like, like they'll get like fucking like fatty burgers and shit. I'm like, bro, you don't understand like what's happening to your body whenever you consume that much fat. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, there's, there's, a, there's a technique to there's a skill. So, and, and here it is. It's one of those, like I've said before, almost everything under the sun in terms of like squat setup, you have videos on that and a lot of people get their hands on it. Coaching, like you want Joey Flex, Joey's taking clients, um, whoever, whoever, like the, the strength guys with Taylor, they're taking clients. Um, so you could get almost everything you want. But one thing that is still that secret weapon that a few people got and a few people don't, even at the top end, they don't have is is proper weight cutting and water cutting. Yeah. If you got yeah. that, like Ricky Cho, look at that. that. Like that's a perfect example. Ricky was behind mm. Michael, and then when Michael fell out, Ricky's like, "Oh hell yeah!" And he pulled yeah. an American record and he's onto the podium. Um, so that's like one of the last secrets where you could be like that ninja with that little, you know, you got that throwing star in your back pocket. Everything's even, and you could be like, well, surprise, fellas, I'm half a weight class up on everybody. Here's one thing, yeah. that, here's one thing that Michael said. He's like, went on the podcast, so he's like, look, you guys got to preview what I'm capable of. And he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna sort out my water cut. And I'm like, yeah. all right, all right, I fucked it up. Okay. He's like, I'm going to sort it out. And he's like, I'm going to hit 800 kilo before Taylor because I'm going to go to the Arnold Classic. And that's before SVD Invitational. I don't, I don't put the best one. He could be the first, <laughs> man. He could be the first. A, I mean, he, I'm telling you, man, uh, he, ha, he, yeah, he's, yeah, he's coming. I, he's still adding muscle mass to his frame. Like, he's a jacked dude. Right? Yeah, he is he's jacked up. But he posted a picture oh, with him in supplements. I'm like, what the fuck? This dude looks huge. Yeah. Yeah, he's not, he's, he's a jacked dude. Like, I, I always, I don't understand how he was 74, honestly. Um, but you know, I didn't know he walked around like at 74, like, like when he told me this was his first wake up, I'm like, damn dog, like he's like <laughs> a little bit taller than me, but like he has muscle mass. Yeah. It's not like a skinny dude. No. So yeah, I mean, he's going to, I think his plan is to keep building muscle and like, kind of like maybe hovering, maybe like seven pounds over his class. Yeah. And it's just like, if he gets good at that water cut. Yeah. That's oh, it. Man, it's going to be tough. Being like, there's a reason why there's weight classes. Like when you're bigger, yeah. you move more weight. So if you're just mm. like Perkins is also he's under the weight class. Perkins is like walks around as like sixty one kilo or or uh, whatever. No, not there's seventy. No, no, be. sorry, one hundred and sixty one <laughs> pounds. I meant to say, and they have like one hundred sixty three pounds when they weigh in. So he's like two pounds under, but he does no cutting at all. Oh. He just walks yeah, in like one hundred sixty one. I'm like, dude, you should be like one hundred and seventy one. Cut yeah. your water. You're gonna be like that's a half a weight class. Like you know how much stronger. You so get? much. So much, so much mass and muscle yeah. put on to that frame. But he's also super young too. Twenty years so. old. Twenty years old. And he's really short. I'm short. He's short. He's five like, two. Whoa. He's five two. <laughs> See, that's the dude I got. Yeah. To <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. No, I see. Now he might be. I no, he's short, five two. I was like, he I was looking. Me. He's like, he's like, oh Russell, and I was like, oh shit, like I'm looking down. I was like, oh shit. He's he's, he's uh he's very compact, man. He's like, five. He told me he's five two, and um, but I give him this. Yeah. I, Hey, he's, he's, he's I tell you what, he's five two. Good looking kid though. Got some waves on him. Okay, I'm not knocking him. <laughs> good looking kid. He's Mr. Watch Your Girl, man. He's he's a good looking yeah. kid, so he's, a, he's a very energetic guy. Dude, uh, I, 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 I met him for like five seconds and he was like screaming. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, he's That's not, cool. he, you should have seen uh, you didn't see the deadlifts, but dude, he's putting on a show. He's like unclasping his belt and mocking off. He almost moonwalked off the stage. Like I swear to god, the guy's a show. Oh, oh he god. was so he was so in the moment, man. It was beautiful. 
Yeah, he was kidding. And I, he, I, I'm excited for him to be uh, Prince Fisher of the sport just because, like, we need those kind of, like, you know, characters inside the sport. It makes it a lot more interesting. It's funny you said you're excited for his future. Um, in the recap show, I said, man, this kid's the future. And then the kid, he changed his Instagram to the future. That's honestly, that's a good nickname, man. Dude. That's a good nickname. For that is, sure. Is. Especially when you're 20 years old. Yeah. yeah Austin's sure. future. Yeah. That's hard. And, and that's, is there anybody in your weight class? See, here's the thing. You and Taylor are kind of in different situations. Because Taylor has like a shitload of dudes who are coming like fast, like gaining really fast for like 20 years old. Is there people who are like 20 years old in the 83s that are like nipping on your heels? I think it's you. It's pretty much, you have pretty much the same dudes to deal with this year. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah, no one uh, who had came, I don't think. I don't, I mean, I'm sure maybe someone's watching this podcast and can direct me to someone, but I mean like yeah. from, from what I've seen, I don't, I don't think there's like an unknown AQKG that's like really young and just like throwing their hat in the, but, but then again, like, man, you never know. Like, with the, with the sport growing, like, literally, someone would just drop out of football and be like, yo, I want to try my hand at this shit. Remember remember the fucking Pancake God story? When he was like, yeah, exactly. he, he rolls up and he's like, hey, man, you don't yeah. know who I am right now. You, 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 will, you will remember me. Exactly, exactly. But, yeah, at, like, when, like, when I'm thinking right now, I don't think there's really anyone that jumps out. I think Sean would say someone like, uh, I think his client, I forget his name, though, uh, uh, Shell or something like that, or D-Shell, or I don't know. I think he's like a younger guy, but he's like 22. Okay. And how old are you yeah. right now? Because you're young as hell too, though. I'm 24. Dude, that's super young. That's super duper young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like you said, a younger guy. He's like six months younger. <laughs> <laughs> young guy. Young guy. I'm watching him. I'm watching him. Uh, well, listen, Chip, we had you on. We're running at uh, hour 15. Much appreciated. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, like you, you had said beforehand, I'm coming on no matter what. And as soon as it was over, you messaged me saying, I ain't running from shit. I'm coming on. We're going to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. it. And I also loved how you took pictures. And you're like, meme this. Go ahead. Let me get ahead of it. Let me yeah. get ahead of it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get ahead of this on you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, as, a, as an athlete, man, like, you know, you're going to take your L's. And you, you as an athlete, decide if you want to take it in stride or just, like, fight against it. And I was just like... I can't escape this. Go ahead and set this one. <laughs> nice. I had to, to own this one, man. I was literally on a podcast talking about yeah, I never no. miss on death. You're like, oh, I did it. I missed on death. I got away. I was like, that's too funny. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't deny it. It was just too funny, guys. You have to accept it, man. It is what it is. It was the storyline of the podcast, even. It was the whole. Yeah. It was, per- it was the whole reason why I jumped out. <laughs> I know. That's why, that's why I literally, when, when I, as soon as I got to the back room, I'm just like, it is yeah. what it is. But you know what? You took it right where lean into it instead of like like getting defensive. If you lean into it, people like laugh with you and be like, ah, fuck it. Let's keep it moving to like the SPD Invitational. That's how you're supposed to do it. Especially, imagine pro athletes. Imagine pro athletes with like millions of people watching. You know, you, you got to. Yeah. Yeah, and I thought it was gently funny. Like, I, I like comedy, and I thought it was, like, a funny thing. Like, I was, like, talking shit about how I hit death all the time. And then, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, whatever. Literally, literally not three weeks later, yeah. I struggled to hit death. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. it's, it was hilarious to me. Like It's, it's the same thing as when I, I took all those picks, and then everybody who I picked against was rubbing it in my face. I'm so sure they, they were, everyone was tagging <laughs> me. 
And I took that training day, Denzel Washington from training day, that clip where he's like, okay, uh, all right, yeah. all right, okay, yeah, all right, all right. Get your licks in. All right, all right, <laughs> lap it up. But listen, Chip, thank you for coming on. Um, for anyone yeah. watching, if they want to buy any of the merch, get a hold of you. Are you doing coaching? No, I don't okay. do coaching. Not. But if they want to buy some merch, follow you, where should they go? Uh, just head on to Russell on all social media platforms, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram. There it is. You got to be living under a rock to not know with social media, <laughs> but whatever, just in case. Much appreciated, champ, as usual. And uh, we'll keep in touch, I'm sure. We'll have you back on sometime around the SPD invitation. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm looking forward to it. See you, my man. Have a All right, man. Easy. See you, too. But there you have it, man. Um, let me just swivel this bad boy over a stitch. Um, yeah, I'm glad we had him on. Because it's true. You can either get mad about it or you could get ahead of it. Exactly. And just be like, all right, fuck it. And then yeah, you guys he handled perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the first thing he said when he came on. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like, it, it was that, um, it was because he came on to address it. Yeah. But it is like, in the end of the day, because he can laugh, because he's like, look, I still squatted an unofficial world record. Yeah. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong. wrong. Still one Raw Nationals on that <laughs> Nobody has ever squatted when I squat. Make fun of my squat. I still squatted more than anybody ever exactly. has in history. And then I won, and I'm going to the World Championships. I'm going to SVD, so he's all right. Exactly. But uh, it really is, in terms of sports, any freaking sports idol you, you look up to, every single one of them have had these moments. Oh, for sure. Dude, I just talked about in this podcast, Muhammad Ali got knocked flat on his back. That's Muhammad Ali. They call him the greatest for a reason. Mm -hmm. Got and, and they did a they did a a sports poll. Uh, it was it was actually sports. Yeah, it was like played. perfect time for that Rocky Balboa quote. What is it? Oh man, I Dude. was hoping you would swing ah, and take it from me. You know? <laughs> I know it in my head, but I don't know the exact words. I don't want to ruin it. You're right because somebody's gonna listen to me. Ah! Exactly. You know what I'm talking about though. Uh, dude, he's got so many quotes. He's had so many. There's so many Rocky Balboa movies. The one that's it's not about how hard you can you can hit, yeah. but it's no no how hard you can get hit and keep coming. Back. Yeah, there we go, there, there we it go. Is, there <laughs> it is, yeah, but it is true. Um, I was about to say Sports Illustrated they did it like a pool of all these experts, and Muhammad Ali was voted the greatest athlete. Period. Whatever sport, mm -hmm. um, we all know that. But uh, but even Muhammad Ali, the greatest, the greatest of all time, not flat on his back, humiliated. But not flat by a left hook that he said, there's no way in shit. You're going to come in here. I know what you want to do, and you're going to be able to do it. I, I see it coming a mile away. There's no way in shit. And then and it happened to him. And it's amplified like 10 times him because he's the biggest shit top here, too. Dude, that's right. <laughs> so for my man, Russell, to come on here and be like almost a mere situation where everyone's talking Squat depth, and he's like, there's no way. He, he comes on the podcast to address it, and then this happens. He still bounced back. Mm -hmm. You know, he's still got that record. It happens to everybody. And um, even if, let's say the worst happened and he bombed out. Let's say the worst happened and he didn't win. You bomb out, you don't win. You don't even register a total. Um, everybody loses. Everybody, eventually, if you stay in the game, you're going to take it out. The greats are going to take it. Come back and never lose their enthusiasm and never lose their focus and come back and write that shit. It's eventually going to happen, and you almost like when it happens is when you got the opportunity to show everybody, like Ray Williams mm -hmm. when he when he bombed out there. I know that could have been easy. 
when he came back for that Nationals, um, he was, uh, I know, like, his game plan was, I just want to win with the smallest total possible because I don't want to, like, overreach. The the training hasn't been going great. And I do not need another Sweden to happen. Mm -hmm. I don't want to lie to myself. Like, in Sweden, he got sick, lied to himself, and said, I'll just make it happen anyways because it always happens. I can always fabricate this big moment, no matter how I'm feeling. So we just load the bar with whatever we usually load up. Mm-hmm. You yeah. see how that happens. Exactly. So this time he's like, we're going to adjust. I'm going to yeah. win with whatever I got to win. Yeah. Um, do. And you were, before, what were we saying before we came on? It's not necessarily powerlifting related, but you're like, maybe we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, and this is not Steven's power. It's competitive related though. Jay-Z's got the Oh, most- yeah. So my boy, I'm a huge Kanye fan. Yeah, he just his last album, the Gospel of Gospel Rap, one just went number one. So he tied Eminem for was, the most consecutive number ones. It's above nine now. It's at nine. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little surprised. I I didn't think uh, him and Eminem were neck and neck like that. Yeah. Eminem has been around for like a, like late nineties. When yeah. did when did J, when did Kanye come out? Uh, like maybe early two thousand. Actually, maybe it's not that. He comes when because he for a hot minute. Yeah, like longer than I thought. Actually, now I'm thinking about the, it. how like Jesus walks. That's that's old. Like if you think about when when he first got big, like he was like he was producing for Jay Z, and yeah. like that's when he first started making his name. But hey, did you see um, Kanye was on a plane? I, I should I should share this. It was fucking fire. It was dynamite. He's on a plane with like must have been like a gospel. Um, oh, was it for like some choir? Of the... Yeah, yeah. And um, they were doing like, like the choir. They were all huddled around him in like business class, and somebody had a like a phone or whatever recording it. And the choir's going boom, 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 boom oh, with their man. voices. And then he's he's bobbing his head, and you're like, was this recent or was it old? No, it, it just happened. Oh, I haven't seen it. Dude, I'll send it to you. And, and, like, he's bobbing his head, and he's about to come in, yeah. and, oh, shit, he's about to, and it's the voices, like, they're harmonizing, I'm not doing yeah. any justice by doing it, and then he comes in and starts spitting, and, dude, he's like, I don't want to argue about his facial features, blah, 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 and he's coming in, like, you need to reach his the way, and he starts, he's hitting it, and people, some people are in the choir, some people just bought business class tickets yeah. on that plate and are yeah, like, like you just got it. Oh, you dude. just got your money's worth <laughs> there's like some 65 year old grandma's like what the shit is happening right now but but you, you got your money's worth or you're scared as shit right now she probably started when, when, when everybody started going bum, bum, bum. she's probably scared as shit probably by like the, the eighth bar she's like bopping her head getting into it she's she's going Jay, what? She's, she's hitting the chorus with them and everything. She's oh, like, man. oh, but dude, it was so fire. As soon as um, as soon as they started doing the bomb, 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 and you were like, you start getting shivers, man. Something about live, it was completely acoustic. Yeah. But when you were a choir, you don't need you don't need a you are the band exactly. And their voices, yeah. dude, I got and it, it's on Instagram, so it's only one minute. Mm. So you see the lead in him kill it, and then the the chorus. But he's like, guys, show me the way, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I want somewhere to find the full version. That shit has to be on my phone when I'm lifting. You will hit PR. like, come on, fucker. Um, um, but yeah. I think I'm going to have to get that. I was surprised with uh, him matching M. I didn't think he had nine in a row. But now that I'm thinking about it, he has been around for a hot yeah, minute. Yeah, time. I just remember Eminem in the 90s, which is like forever ago, man. Mm. And I didn't, when I think back, I'm like, oh, no. They're different eras, but they're not really different eras. 
like I think Jay or Kanye, like Jay was nineties. Yeah. I think Kanye was like early two thousands anyway. So maybe he is. I think that's when he started to like yeah. That's when he started to make a shine for himself. Like, yeah. Before he was like in the back, like he was doing... Jay's producer. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah. I know Jay came out around like ninety five. Yeah, and Jay has the most cons- like just the most number ones for a solo artist. And I also was slightly surprised by that, not because look at Jack, Jay. Jay, I'm like a I'm a huge Jay fan. Um, and he kills it, and his album's always like he doesn't have flops. But I thought Eminem had like, oh, nobody's gonna outsell Eminem. Mm. But it wasn't records sold; it's number ones, which right. means the amount of records. Right. And I think Jay for sure, like Eminem's had periods of like, like he's had periods of drug rehab, almost dead, didn't put out nothing for like four years straight, mm. was ghost, yeah, and then came back with recovery, yeah, and then that was his big comeback or whatever. I believe it's recovery. But anyways, um, actually he had relapse, then recovery, and then blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, But, uh, but yeah. But Jay at 13, if these fellows are at nine, they need four more? It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Look, at Eminem, he's 47, by the way, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, and people my parents listened to were like in their 40s, I'm like, why? You listen to people who make music in the 40s? Because mm-hmm. the guys I listened to, like I listened to NWA when I was a kid. That's aging myself a little. But they were teenagers yeah. putting out albums. So I'm like, that's crazy. Now, like you, I couldn't picture a rapper in his 40s being like number one still. Mm-hmm. But Eminem's still making like number one records with like Logic and shit like that. Yeah, he's still... It's crazy. And, and Kanye's in his 40s too. Like it's crazy. These dudes are in their 40s and dropping... Like when back in the day, because rap was younger. You, you couldn't, I just didn't picture that. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, you know, I guess, man, yeah, he could put out another four albums. Both of them could. But he's 47. Yeah. I don't like, know. It doesn't seem I don't, I don't see them passing, like, Jay's total. You don't think so? No. You think that's the home run record that isn't going to fall? Well, I mean, records always fall. You always yeah. have the, you always have that number, like, man, it's not going to be beat till like, someone How old comes. are you right now? 25. 25 years old, you got turn in, turn in 26 in like a week and a half. Oh shit, okay. <laughs> wrong side of 25. <laughs> You're on the wrong side of 25. So you got 20 years. You need to put out 14 albums. <laughs> you want to be my producer? That's right. Well, we got a lot of work to do. First, we got to brush up on the talent. <laughs> in high school, high school, grade 12, in the our Christmas concert, yeah. I did a I did a rap rap. Rock the mic? I did a music video though because I didn't want to go live from the school. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> my buddy made a music video. For you this. kind of people like what the fuck? It's Man, it was sick. <laughs> was it? It was sick. No shit. But I I have that CD, but till this day it just locked. It's locked up. Oh, you, come yeah, on. you either saw it live or that was like you guys saw. And, you and my saw stage recording name, of it live. Stage name? Guess my stage name. Wait a minute, which I know your last name is already gangster. Shit. Oh, I, that would be great. Dude, you're all, your last name is already gangster. What's your last name? Hoshiyami. Tell them the no, meaning no, of my last no, name. No, no, you tell me. I know your last name. Tell, me, tell them the meaning because I'm going to mess it up. Money is power. That's, you, that's a for name real last name. Money is power. That would be what your fucking album is called. But I swear <laughs> to God, it's money is power. But uh, I swear to God, I thought, I keep getting it wrong. Like, I want to say your last name means money over bitches. <laughs> That's the Ryan It's the only more gangster yeah, could boy, be. His <laughs> last name, Money Over Bitches. True story. True. Ask him. <laughs> Ask him. You, you think I'm lying? He had a video. He, he showed it in front of everybody. Grade 12. Grade 12. <laughs> no one's going to watch it again. Now it's a cap event. But, um, <laughs> but anyways, I digress. 
uh, our podcast turns sometimes turn into music podcasts. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna drop a music podcast soon. Come but uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'm glad. Listen, as per usual, if you're watching, subscribe to this. Um, give us a like. Post it up in your Instagram channels, and uh, and uh, we'll, we'll repost because obviously, I mean, I, usually I say. These lifters need their exposure, and they deserve the exposure. My man Russell Lohe does not need too much. Like, look, he deserves this and more. He don't need a whole heck of a lot of help. But nonetheless, um, and it's not we're not just talking about him, though. Period. Um, everything he talks about in terms of the mental mind frame, hitting, you know, like your last squat after missing your first two, and all the other lifters we talked about, they deserve the exposure as well. Like my man Michael C., who had some rocking, beautiful, beautiful head. But beautiful, uh, beautiful. You get lost in them. Oh, you get lost in them. <laughs> so, from Six Pack Lapidat, Cappy Fitness. Peace.